All right. Looks okay, like so it looks like we're back on, guys. Uh, da, da, da. Was was anything off with the audio? Yeah, I it think was? it was because now everyone's saying they could hear us perfectly fine. Okay. So nice. are we re restarting the? Restart it, or we can like um, continue. I mean, like well, we didn't say anything of super importance. Yeah, we haven't mentioned anything. We're talking about beards. For the first, uh, up to you guys. You can no, just, you can edit it out. No, or how do you want to do it? You're the, you're the uh, CTO. Just move forward, man. Just roll with it. Let's go. So we're ten minutes in. Yeah, Let's it's just fine. Go. We talked about beers. We talked about COVID, and we talked about election. All right, so that's that's a wrap. All right, yeah. the show. All right Let's go. Hardy, Hardy, you. Oh, we forgot it. The most Artie, important question: How many <laughs> genders before you go? Oh no. There we go. So no, you're not gonna get out of that. <laughs> I, I knew I knew this seat was hot for a reason. Well, we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. But right. that's but at the end of the day. Let's let's. All right. So uh, happy Monday, everybody. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, apparently, we were having a little bit of an issue with the uh, uh, with the roadcaster uh, wiring. You didn't pay the bill. No, the bill was paid. The bill was paid. Is no All that money we no send and you don't pay the bills, bro. Sorry, sorry. But uh, anyways. Uh, Councilman Artie Kazaki is here with us. We want to thank you again for taking time out of your Monday to be sure, with us. Sure. Um, really quickly, can you just give us a, a quick... Obviously, we have a bunch of people who are new to the podcast uh, who don't know who you are. Can you give us a quick uh, overview of you know who you are, where you were born, which is interesting as well, and how you ended up in Glendale and part of city council? I mean... That's, I don't want to spend the whole show just talking about my background. Well, very was, brief. I was, like, so I was, quickly, born, I was born, are you, do you just want me to say I was born in Boston and I root for the Celtics? Is that why? Basically, that? yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, because my parents, when they moved to the States in the late 60s, they were grad students in Boston. And me, my, my, my older brother and I, and my younger brother, we were all born in the U.S. Um, at one point in the early 80s, my family moved to Hayastan. Um, they moved to live there and I, we moved with them. So I went to school for, I went to kindergarten in New Jersey. I went to first and second grade in Yerevan. Um, and then I came back to the, we came back to the States and settled in California and I've lived in Glendale for 38 years. So, um, I consider myself a Glendalian. Um, I, I consider myself a Californian. I love Southern California. I love Glendale. I don't think that there's a lot of places that are better to live in than this place. I mean, the weather's beautiful. People are great. Politics is exciting. So yeah, that's it. Uh, and, and as far as how I got on city council, I, I think I told Armand earlier, um, we were talking and I said how I got, I was, I ran for city clerk in 2005 because the city clerk ran elections. And at that time, um, there weren't a lot of Armenian American voices in city hall and making decisions. So, you know, there was like, at the time, the population of Glendale, there was only, we were about 65, 70% Armenian, uh, not 70,000, sorry, 65, 70,000 Armenian. We were, year, no, year. no, this, so in the early, late nine, 1990s, early 2000s, the population of Glendale was about probably the same as it is now, was 38% Armenian, which means there was about 65, 70,000 Armenians living here, but only 700 would vote in city elections. But, and but part I, of the reason was because no one was doing voter registration and explaining to Armenians how to vote, where to vote, what their voting rights were. And so we started doing that. And at that time, there was a lot more involvement, a lot more engagement. People like Rafi Manukyan got elected city council, then Bob Yousefian, Aran Ajarian, and I Zarian got was the there time. for a long time, no? So this was when Larry Zarian was coming off of council. So Larry Zarian had been the only Armenian elected person on council. The difference between Larry Zarian's election and the Armenian elected who came afterwards was that 
when Larry Zarian got elected, he didn't get elected necessarily by Armenian votes. He was getting elected by, you know, just being Larry. And when he was coming off of council, like I said, at that point, the demographics had changed. You had a lot of Armenians from Iran. You had a lot of Armenians, a lot more coming from Hayastan. Most of them had already become citizens and they weren't participating in elections. And so our point was, hey, if you want a seat at the table, you got to be registered to vote. You got to participate. This is America. You have a chance to have your voice heard. And so elections were a big part of that. So I ran for city clerk because the, the city clerk's job is to make sure people know when to vote, where to vote, how to vote. And so I did that for from 2005 <clears throat> to 20, you know, 2020. So Hardy, you said years. you were the city clerk. Yeah. Uh, were you the city clerk when Gundel's elections were handed over to LA? I was. And what law? There was some type of uh, sure. federal law that was passed for all smaller elections to be included in the larger city elections. So it wasn't a federal law; it was a state law. State law. It was what it said was that city elections. So we had our standalone elections, which meant that they weren't part of any other state elections. So the state has two types of elections: they have the state primaries and the generals which also on certain years coincide with the federal elections. So this coming year, March 2024, normally the state primary is in June. But because California wants to have a greater voice in who gets to be president, the first uh, pre-election uh, or primary elections are the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire uh, primary. These are kind of indicators of who gets to be the nominee for each party. Mm -hmm. Well, California and states like Nevada have said, well, why do the East Coast states get to have a bigger say than we do? Nevada has a caucus as well. And we have a primary election like New Hampshire. So they say, look, we want to move our elections on presidential years earlier than those. And that way we get to have a say in who gets to be the nominee because California has a ton of um, delegate votes. votes. Precisely. The state then passed a law that said that, look, if you have city elections where the turnout of your registered voters is less than 25%, you have to consolidate that election with a larger election, like the primary or the general. Now, you have to or have it was to. recommended? You have to. How many other cities in the state of California have their own in, uh, independent elections? Um, how large? So, no, no, independent elections right now. Everyone has pretty much. Not now, before, no, yeah, before. Yeah, so the before, um, a lot of them did. And I think that there were some really good. Look, you can make arguments for why it's better. I personally think it's easier to run in elections where you're not being overwhelmed by what's happening nationally. When you're running in a city election that's a standalone election, people are focused on just the issues in that city. The drawback to it is the way voter trends are in America and the way people vote. Presidential elections get all the attention. That's most of the time. You look at which elections have the highest voter turnout. People care about those elections and then they don't care about any other election. Like you look at the drop off between presidential election and what's called midterm elections. Those are the congressional elections following the president's first two years. There's a tremendous drop off. So I think part of the problem is how we've been conditioned as Americans to look at elections. And, you know, I wish more people like when I was city clerk, we raised the voter participation rates in city elections. And that was one of the goals I had from 17% to up to like 22% at its highest. Which is huge. So we, we came close to it. We raised it between 3 to 5% depending on the election. But the key is in order for people to come out in numbers and vote, there's a correlation between how much money is spent in elections and how many people vote. The more, monies are, the more money is spent in an election by candidates, by special interest groups, by political action committees, 
it generates more interest and more people come out to vote. And I've done research on it. I did like uh, some of my graduate work on election turnout when I was doing my master's. Um, and, and I'm really excited and interested and passionate to talk about that, but I don't know if the rest of your listeners are. My question being, um, when Cal, when Glendale had their own elections, it was very easy to count the vote and you would announce the winners that night. Glendale, uh, most of the time. Most yes. of the time. So what happened? We have Ellen. She won that election. You know, the one, the first elections, Glendale elections went to LA. Ellen came on to on the scene, right? No, I think my election was also. I think it was okay. Was well, during her election, she was not winning until well, all the well, ballots were filled how in. How long so, did so yours take, here's, though? Because this one he's referring to took three weeks. So to here's count. one thing yes, I would tell you: yes. that well, I mean, how look, long did yours take to count? Uh, usually, there's about it'll take three to four weeks. No, no, yours, your election. It because it's a Tuesday night. It and is. we expected the results. Uh, your night. turnaround was less than a week. Mm, I have to go back and see. I don't know. And I'm not trying to be evasive because what my answer, what I'm going to say to you next is probably the answer to the question as to why this happens. As we see both nationally and locally, elections are becoming closer and closer. And part of that is the electorate, how people you vote. you seriously see it that way already? I do. No, absolutely. And I'll tell you, I mean, look at the presidential elections. I mean, over time, you have less and less like blowouts. You look at the and you have uh, national elections for president now where one person may win the popular vote, but they don't win the electoral vote. The and popular it takes vote doesn't weeks. count in presidential elections. It, it doesn't, election. 100%. But my point is, even with that, when people say they won the popular vote, we're talking about like 50 point whatever percent or 51 percent. That's not a decisive uh, victory. That's not a landslide. Um, I mean, someone you could you can bring up Armand, maybe about, look up the president. I'm, I'm, I'm so, looking at the, how long it takes to call the winner. Yeah. So, so one when, of the other issues when an, is when that, when a specific person is behind on a day of election, mm -hmm. and then three weeks later they win it. I have questions. So, I want to know I mean, why. So historically, that's happened in other areas, especially too. I mean, look, someone that's representing yeah. my culture, but she's not part of it. Well, listen, I don't want to talk about any other how, candidates. What I'm trying to tell but you that, But I don't think there's a correlation between how election results are tabulated and whether we like a candidate or not or what that means. I mean, you look at uh, when Tom Bradley was running for governor of California. He was running against, he was mayor of L.A. at the time, and he was running against the attorney general who most of you have heard of. His name was George Dukmajian. Yes. And no. this is a concept, by the way, that I teach in political science courses. It's called the Bradley Effect. Poll after poll showed that Tom Bradley was going to win that gubernatorial election. When the election night happened, that night, Bradley, Tom Bradley was winning on election night. By the time all of the votes were tabulated, George Dukmajian had won the election. Night of the election. The next Did day. Did you see the secret to the this? Night. So, next day, two so, days. So a lot weeks. of it. And by the way, I think this happened with Trump as well. Like Trump was losing to Hillary Clinton in every single poll, except for maybe a few. Poll. And, poll but um I, a lot of it had to do with people wanting to answer or inability to answer questions honestly i think a lot of people were afraid to admit or to a pollster or to someone else that they were going to vote for trump over hillary or that they did not like hillary that's your stance on it now my stance is well, those I mean, polls are all fake that's my stance I mean, well the polls don't, don't matter the, the polls, polls don't matter what matters is last year governmental race governor's race in florida Eight million people voted. Mm -hmm. How long did it take for them to count the votes? I don't know. I didn't Same follow day. a few hours. Same day. Yet we had eighty-three thousand people vote in Glendale last year. 
How, the, how many absentee ballots it took did they three. have to count though in Florida? And what are the rules? I mean, we have 50 so, states, each of them with different ways of running their elections. So out of 8 million, mm -hmm. right? If we take 1%, which is 80,000. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, which is 800,000. Yeah, I know what you meant. And we, we, we do one-tenth of that is 80,000. You don't think they had one-tenth of 1% absentee ballots in Florida, which is the total number of voters we had in Glendale? Total number He's of voters in Glendale. And yeah. yet we couldn't calculate it overnight or the next day. We we, weeks. we needed three weeks to calculate. And then ironically, the I mean, people listen, that won those elections. I would like to no, know how Florida improved we're not their popular. elections because I'm, no. I'm old enough to remember when they screwed up the elections in 2002. So. No, but well, was was you're talking about Jed it Bush? Was one, it, was, it, was, it was one state. It was one state and it was, it was the media who screwed it up because one media outlet said one thing, another media outlet said something else, and then shit basically hit the fan. No, I mean, listen, you look at the ballots in that election in Florida 2000, the ones that it was called the butterfly ballot. You can go online and look at it. It is a very confusing ballot design. It's something that's very notorious among election officials and a mistake that most people will try not to. Correct. Repeat. But the media had oh, a yeah. big, big well, hand the, the, in well, it as well. The, the part of that is because the media treats elections nowadays like horse races. They don't care about, I mean, look at how the Republican primary debates are going now. The candidate that's arguably leading in polls, which are, you know, uh, according to some fake, is not even participating according to in these me, debates. Specifically me, right, right? The, the polls that we just saw you, right now with okay. the Republican, that's bullshit. For Simple the Republican that, nominees? Yes, 100%. Really? Yeah. Okay. You think that, uh, what's her name? That Nikki. Nikki Haley won the... No, no. All the polls show that Donald Trump is uh, leading the uh, among Republican candidates. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the when they had that... The debate. The debate. But no, you don't the think, winner you don't the debate think Trump is not. leading the Republican Party? No, I think I, well, well, the, whether he's leading the Republican Party or leading the field of candidates in terms of popularity, I think he is leading. He's probably the most popular I Republican think candidate. Uh, I and, think, and the polls show that. The polls show that he would by far, at least according to the polls, be the nominee for the Republican Party. Um, in this coming election What cycle. about the debate, though? Well, that's my trouble with it, right? You have the, the candidate who is arguably the top nominee not even participating in the debate. He's holding so his own like, debates on you, his own. Would you participate night. if you were Trump? I personally believe that there's something honorable and healthy about going to places and having discussions whether you believe that you are leading or not or whether you believe you will agree with the people there or not. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm on the program this evening, right? Because I believe we need to have these conversations and people have a right to hear those conversations. So whether I th think that, you know, you can make the argument whether it's strategically uh, helpful to him or not. I still think that the American public is going to be shortchanged if they don't have an opportunity to hear how he's able to explain away what happened during his presidency and things that people expected of him that he either was able to deliver or didn't deliver. I think that's absolutely necessary. We both know if Trump was participating in the debates now with Vivek and DeSantis and Nikki Haley and yeah. Tim Scott and Pence and all those guys who half of them are out already, none of the focus would be on what have you accomplished. It would just be about, it would turn into shit show. Uh, just let, let's just blame everything on Trump so we can shine. And they would actually, it would, it would have the opposite effect. But if I were a former president, I wouldn't go debate with a Nikki Haley or well, a Tim Scott or 
any of those guys. I mean, I that's mean, where we differ. I think both the Democrats and the Republicans should both have debates. I think it's disappointing re- that so the, Joe Biden is not. So where is Joe Biden not, exactly? No, I think why isn't he debating I, I RFK? Think I think it's very well. Apparently now, because RFK is no longer running as a Democrat, from my understanding. But I think despite that, Best there should be made. there should be debates on both sides. The American public deserves that. We deserve that. And if it's a, and if the debates are going to devolve into other issues, it's important for me to see who the next leader of the United States of America, one of the greatest democracies on this earth, is able to stand their ground and answer those questions. He's already answered those questions. And especially when he's been shut off of every media outlet for how many years until recently he was put back on Twitter, Three reactivated. Years. I mean, after he's been put through the ringer like no other political candidate in the history of the U.S. After all that, you expect them to go on stage and debate as strong as let's say even Vivek is or DeSantis, why is he gonna why is he gonna debate any of them? To me even DeSantis wanting to debate debate Newsom is 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 ridiculous because But there was a time in this country where people would have those discussions and they would have those conversations. There's a lot of famous debates that weren't even for political reasons but ideological reasons for people to share views and ideas. And look, I mean I will agree with you on this if you will agree with me and like from the outset let's just let's all be open to the idea that we're not going to agree on everything this evening right definitely of course, so yeah. and but there will also be some areas where we can agree but already the but, beautiful part is you decided to sit down with us a lot of the people that do disagree with us they will not sit down with us that's well, what well we i think that's part of you. but i think that's part of what's wrong with american culture nowadays that we silo ourselves and we surround ourselves with people that only think like us instead of challenging it right i'm hope look you may not agree with me right here but maybe if you go home and maybe i'll google and search and do my own research and you will do your own and maybe we'll figure out stuff and next time we run into each other you'll say you know i did read about you know what it takes uh, to tally uh, tabulate results on election night and what the process is Whatever. So my, but going back to these debates, I will say this, Armand, that debates nowadays are mostly for show. When you calculate how long each candidate has spoken during the debates, I think it's like 11 minutes is the most. It's between eight to 11 minutes. And these people are running for president of the United States. And to say that the American people get a real understanding of someone's character and what they stand for in just eight minute sound bites, which is broken down into like one minute responses or 30 second this is it's a farce. I mean, politics has turned into a show in, in, in our country. And again, it's like a horse race or a sporting event where it's like, who's the winner versus, you know, like how, how coherently or how clearly is someone um, expressing an idea? I think there are some important topics that have been raised in this presidential Republican debate side. I wish that the same was being discussed on the Democratic side, like American support for some of these wars abroad, you know, or um, how we expect to spend hard-earned American tax dollars to improve the lives of countless families and people living in the United States that we're not really hearing about because people are busy talking about whether one candidate is wearing heels or another candidate is, uh, you know, on TikTok too much. It's kind of devolved into... You're uh, partially correct. I'll tell you why I say that. Because the, uh, the stage has changed. The stage is no longer MSNBC, CNBC. Because we all know, even during, if you remember when Hillary was going to debate Trump, CNN had handed the questions over to Hillary, right? I don't know. That lady got caught. Yeah. Okay. I forget her name, who that was. Uh, I know her name. She's from Florida, Democrat. 
Schultz, something Schultz. Yeah. The name is irrelevant, but my point is, you say that we need to understand who our candidates are, and I 100% agree with you. Trump, Vivek, both of them have been on podcasts, probably if you combine all of them over the last year, maybe a good 100, 150, 200 hours. Joe Biden has been on a podcast for how many minutes, if ever? Zero. DeSantis, for the first time, he went on PBD's podcast for one hour. And Debbie was, Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. That's the lady. But I don't know. About, sir. No, it was a black lady. Uh, she's the that one she, that she Donna was fired Brazil? from CNN, I think. Donna Brazil, you're talking about? So this whatever. is the one that, okay, whatever. Yeah, the, na- the name doesn't matter. My point is, how many podcasts has Biden Look, been I on? like podcasts he because podcasts. It, it allows longer Your true character time. to come out. And longer discussion and longer exchanges. I love podcasts for a variety of reasons. I think that it has transformed um, accessibility. I mean, look, there are some podcasts, like we were talking about it before I think we went on the air. Your last one was like four hours long with Harut Sassunyan, someone who I find very interesting and fascinating. But, you know, um, I don't know if I'll have time to listen to the four hours of it, but I think it's great to have people on the record talking about these things to be able to share it. And look, I hope that happens for every candidate. But I do you see my point to what I'm yeah. saying? The, it's no longer about showing up uh, at the uh, at at these um, debates because, mm-hmm. again, the debate is a question. Like you said, you have one minute or however many minutes to respond. It's a it's a pre-programmed response. But when somebody sits down for two three hours, they're going to slip. Well, there's no slip. teleprompter there. That's there's why. no teleprompter. I don't even think those guys have a teleprompter at the debates. Uh, no, they don't. They don't. But they don't. they're not allowed to. But, but if you're sitting down, you're gonna get the hard questions, and people are gonna see your body language, the way you're moving around, your eyes, your skin complexion, and everything. I'm not trying to scare you, but <laughs> but that's that's the true debate. Is uh, is these politicians need to? I'm not saying they need to come on the wise nuts. Obviously, politics has changed a lot, right? Because even podcasts. Podcasts used to be only listening. Now most podcasts are also recording and streaming. Visual. When the first televised presidential debate was the one between Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy, and John F. Kennedy, the reason it's there's an interesting um, thing that came out of that debate. Those who listened to the debate on the radio thought that Nixon had yeah, won. I know that's and those who watched it thought right. that Kennedy had won. Because of Kennedy the was, because of the reasons of you just stated. Yeah, he, yeah. Well he was first of all he was willing to wear makeup where Nixon wasn't. He was yeah. under hot lights. He was starting to sweat. He had that five o'clock shadow and he kind of sounded angry and you know um Kennedy just came out more smooth and slick and and um just uh, visually more appealing to folks and you know that that possibly impacted the outcome of that election I think it as well. did 100%. Um, and Nixon was, some argue, never the same after that defeat because he came from a very poor pull-yourself-up-from-your-bootstraps background, whereas Kennedy came from a very wealthy family. You know, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and yet Kennedy was described as a candidate of the working class, whereas Nixon, who came from the working class, was shown as the candidate of the privileged class. And and I don't think he ever recovered from that, leading all the way into when he was finally elected president. Anyways, I know that's not the point. But yeah, look, politics has, has, is evolving. I think podcasts are a great outlet. Um, I haven't heard many of those podcasts where 
the candidates, like you said, Trump has been on it or Vivek. I have seen snippets of Vivek. He's been very popular among Armenian Americans recently because he's actually one of the few candidates. And I think he started this trend because Nikki Haley recently also jumped on the bandwagon as so well. Talk, talking about, oh, he did about yeah. Armenia and Artsakh. Yeah, yeah. Where Thanksgiving it's like, thank God, right, you yeah. know, people are finally coming around to it. I wish they had come around to, you know, standing up for Artsakh and the terrible genocidal acts of Azerbaijan four years ago. But um, I guess it's better that people are hearing about it now than than, than not never. at all. But um, yeah, yeah, I think podcasts are great. So speaking of standing up, you mentioned earlier, you, as far as you decided to run for city, city clerk because you wanted to, you, you saw things weren't being the, the, done the way you would have done it and you decided to run for office, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In part. Yeah. So, and you've been in office on and off for since you said two thousand two thousand five five. Yeah. So about eighteen years. Yeah. And the city clerk, by the way, is a full time executive position. So you have a staff. You're at city hall pretty much all the time. You run a department. You're yeah. a department head. You're one of the fourteen departments in the city. How but how would you like how would you grade yourself as far as what you want with the intent you went into office and what you've been able to accomplish? I'm my own harshest critic. I would I would so in different categories I would grade myself differently. I would say in terms of being true to what I believe, um, there's only been a handful of votes where I voted on it, and then afterwards I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I I fully can. Um, be comfortable saying that I voted for that. One of them was, um, it was at the outset of COVID and there was a mask mandate for Glendale. And two of my colleagues wanted people to wear masks all the time, everywhere. Um, one of them, council member Najarian, the other one, council member Divine, were like, people got to wear masks. And Najarian said people have to wear masks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go back and check it out, right? It's uh, interesting how things work out over time. Um, But, you know, like he's the son of doctors, so I can see where he's coming from. Um, And, you know, my thing was like, if it's late at night, if it's 10 p.m., I may have even said this on on the dais and asked, like, does it really make sense to force people to wear masks on the street when there's no one else around? And I thought it was kind of ludicrous to force people to do that. But, you know, there was this kind of moment of like, well, better safe than sorry. And so you go along because you don't want to be the person that's being accused of putting other people's lives at risk, even though I felt that was kind of a uh, overreach and a kind of a silly uh, mandate. I, I did believe that, you know, I think in terms of um, illnesses and airborne germs, it's, you know, a good cautionary practice, even though, I mean, I don't want to get into that. Even though it's I'm ineffective, sure. yeah. Well, I think that there's no, there's, I mean, if, if, if wearing masks was completely ineffective, then, you know, they wouldn't wear them necessarily in hospitals, in, in that's surgeries a, that's or whole whatever. Thing. Well, surgery-wise, it's know, meant But I think that, you know, it became this whole flashpoint and people started weaponizing the wearing of masks and not wearing it of, of masks. And I think because that none of it made sense, Artie. Well, I, I agree. You, Listen, you com- I will tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you that a lot of those laws did not make sense. You comparing people out in Glendale wearing masks to people wearing masks in hospitals is day and night. Yeah, definitely. Do you know why? The hospital. If you work in a hospital, if you work in a hospital and you enter a patient's room and you're wearing PPEs, right? The mask, booties, the gown, everything, right? When you exit that room, what do you do? What, you take it off? You take them off and you dispose of it. You don't wear it again. You had people wearing cloth masks, yeah. which is ineffective, and that's what 
city council was recommending as well, wearing cloth masks, uh, people wearing surgical masks, people calling N95s, N95, KN95s, N95s when they're not really N95s. Mm-hmm. N95s are actually supposed to be fitted for your face. And people double masking, wearing the same mask over and over, hanging mm-hmm. them over their mirrors, driving from store to store, touching oh, yeah, shit. It was, it in their so back pockets. In, in essence, if you want a PPP to actually a PPE to actually work, you wear the mask, you walk out of the store, you dispose of it. You don't wear sure. the same mask for a week. Some of the masks you would see, like women would have like lipstick stains on it. Oh, Maybe yeah. some men had some lipstick stains on it. Makeup, like they were all scrunched up. So in essence, the mask stuff was all bullshit. None of none, well, none of it. In hindsight, well, what do you think? So, Looking back. Look, uh, so on that, there was a lot of conflicting information. We, you asked about, about how about I'm now, grading. Now. I would say we did the best we could with the information we had. I'm talking I'm about now. now. Can well, you show but, me one study that confirms the masks benefited? I haven't done any of the research to see what, what the studies say, but I will tell you this. Don't I waste felt, your time. I felt, that, I felt that, I'll tell you one of the things that I argued about and which drove me crazy was we had... I had a religious community, religious leader call me and say, you know, council member, can we please have services outside? We'll have people six feet separated. We'll have them wear masks. We'll follow all the guidelines. Can we please hold masks outdoors? And the response I received from the county and county health was that, no, you can't because this would be considered a super spreader. And sure, there were times when out of a few church gatherings, when people were not careful, there had been um, some infections. This is 2020, right, Artie? However, at that same moment, you had the county of Los Angeles allowing people to go and dine in restaurants and meet in bars and people from various places where you didn't know who they had had contact with. There was no contract tracing coming, sharing pizza, sharing beers, sharing drinks, and then, then going about their separate ways. And to me, that was kind of the beginning of questioning the logic of some of these rules and guidelines, because, you know, people who go to religious institutions by nature are people who follow rules, right? I mean, being religious means that you were handed down a set of rules that was thousands of years old, whatever your religion is, and you follow those rules. You go every Sunday or Saturday or whatever, and you follow the rules that were handed to you. These people are rule followers. So just tell them the rules have them follow it and have them at least have that comfort of spiritual community where during a time when people were really looking for answers and wanted to feel connected to something. Cause I'll tell you restaurants and bars were probably more uh, prone to, to spreading the, the disease than I think religious gatherings. And, and that to me was, Artie, was one of those Glendale. moments where I questioned. This is Glendale, June 7th, mm-hmm. 2020, 1500 people, black lives matter yeah. protests that same week. We weren't allowed to go to church. How many were wearing masks? Well, things things very quickly devolved, right? Like, so there was a lot of protests, a lot of gatherings, people, I think. And that's pro- probably the problem with what happened during the pandemic is that everyone uh, retreated to their selective um, source of information and rationalized their actions in their own way. And I'll give you an example. Like, I, I always say COVID kind of made amplified people's true selves. Good people showed their true goodness. Bad people showed their true badness. Stupid people showed their true stupidity. Like, you know, why were we hoarding toilet paper? Like it was, you know, the Soviet Union. We were, some people were. (laughs) were. But my point is like everyone, everyone kind of 
uh, devolved into their basest uh, elements. And, but it yeah. didn't. It didn't. It didn't play a big role with politicians because you had during see during that same protest that was taking place mm-hmm. in Glendale, there was a similar protest taking place in Los Angeles, yeah. where you had Eric Garcetti standing in the middle, and there's a photo op of it as well, a candid photo op that is of Eric Garcetti maskless with a bunch of individuals around him, not six feet apart. And at the same time, there was Eric Garcetti at the Super Bowl. And then you had our fellow uh, GUSD board member, Sean Sahakin, along with his colleagues as well, at galas and at different events, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, maskless. Yeah, my kids couldn't go to school and they're two years behind on schooling. So, I mean, there, there was a lot of factors there. I mean, I'm, listen, my kids started kindergarten over Zoom. It's not something I wish. Um, that's how a did bad you, start. Well, that's again, a bad start. Let me ask you, how did you, how did you feel about your son starting in Glendale, right? Glendale Public Schools in kindergarten via Zoom. Look, I'll tell you that I was surprised at how well, is it, was it ideal? No. Was I frustrated? Absolutely. But at the end, I was actually surprised at how much he was able to learn, but we were also trying to be very engaged in his learning. Um, But it certainly, I think when, especially at that age, I think socialization plays a key in a child's development. And I think that there was a lot that he probably missed out on because of it. Did you, but in terms of, so my son was in a dual immersion program. So part of it was learning a language that he was only slightly familiar with. So he was learning um, Armenian. And I was surprised at how much he was able to pick up. Look, I'm not trying to, I, I don't like the online system because I also taught classes via Zoom during the pandemic at Glendale College. And I much more prefer to be in person. Now, and, at the time, teach. did you, I mean, it's your, it's your son going to an elementary school as a kindergartner and time is going on and you're, you're realizing what's actually going on with this pandemic and where everything is headed. Was there at any point as a parent, forget politician, forget council member, forget mayor, as a Paul, as a parent, did you ever reach out to GUSD board and say, Hey, listen, as a parent, I'm concerned because, you know, how long is this going to be going on? How long? Uh, well, are I they- mean, for as a parent, as a public servant, as a resident, of course, we were all concerned. So did you reach out to them at all, though? Did you um, speak I did to have, any of I, your I did, colleagues, I, I basically? Did, I did have conversations. I did ask about it. I did ask as about the pods because at one point there were these things called pods. Um, you know, it was a big, I think, commitment for a lot of people to be able to. One of the issues that was of concern to us was – you know, my wife also was an educator at the time. She was a principal at a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was dealing with it as well. And I can share with you the stories and the frustrations that she had at the time. And um, uh, I don't think she would mind that I share this. But, you know, the, her school wanted to do a drive-through graduation at, right in the middle of the pandemic. It was right at the height. So, you know, everything was shut down. And finally, things were loosening up where you could do drive-through things and I remember with our family, we went through this, we went to the Rose Bowl for this drive-through dinosaur display that they had and the drive-through Hot Wheels car display. Everything was like in your car, right? So they wanted to do a drive-through graduation. And um, at the drive-through graduation, they were going to hand people diplomas, wearing gloves, wearing the PPEs, and they would roll down the window, pick it up and drive off. And they were going to have traffic mitigation. They were going to have extra police or whatever. And again, the county said that they couldn't do it. And again, I just wanted to bang my head against the wall because I was like, you do realize at this very moment, 
all these schools are passing out meals to people through the same format. You drive up, you pick up a meal because there was the free meals programs, which I think is a good thing to provide meals for families. That was can't it really? It. Yeah. What? what which How much program? waste was involved in those food programs? Listen, we let's focus on one thing <laughs> at a time. My point is that people were taking meals, taking it home, ingesting those meals, which I mean, if you want to talk about spreading germs, it's more likely to spread germs that way than through a diploma Definitely. handoff ceremony, right? So, look, there were conflicting policies all over. I don't think it was handled in the best way. We can even go through the whole government, you know, financial programs that a number of people took advantage of rightfully and other people abused. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, as far as what we were able to do, what I did on the council, um, helping businesses, allocating a lot of the sales tax money and putting it back into uh, businesses and community members that needed help, helping um, both uh, renters and landlords who were behind on rents paid and rents collected. Um, you know, I, I do think that we did a great job in Glendale, the best we could. Um, we kept the community safe. We, our police did an excellent job. Our firefighters, our, our hospitals, they, they all did the best they could. And look, it wasn't an easy time. Anyone who was working in the healthcare industry, as I know that your wife does and others will tell you that it was, it was very, very challenging. And a lot of things changed. Now, I think we're seeing things kind of return back to the pre-pandemic normal. Certainly, well, events are back. People somewhat, are back. Somewhat pre-pandemic. Yeah. Let's, let's forget about COVID yeah. right now because it's like a broken yeah. record at but this point. But in terms of grades, you know, we did let's, the best we come, could. Let's, I don't know. I would give let's myself come back to nowadays. Yeah, let's, let's come back to Before today. Before we do, everybody, like, share, and subscribe. There's a ton of you watching live. If you haven't subscribed to our uh, YouTube page yet, subscribe. Like it and share it because so your friends, family, everybody can also watch yeah. and hear the conversation. A lot of impatience with, in the uh, comments. Please be patient with us. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, we're, we're not even so, an hour in. Calm down. They, they want us to get to every question. Grill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. The, the grill is warming up. Guys. So, you know, uh, it is a slow cooker. You, relax, you, mentioned, you mentioned, you know, we're back to uh, pre-pandemic kind of, mm -hmm. but yeah, life has somewhat become similar to what it was prior to, you know, uh, the loss of the year that we had of 2020. But a lot has changed as well uh, regarding cost of living, number one. Sure, absolutely. Um, safety, number two. And number three, uh, where society is headed as a, on a mental health issue standpoint. Yeah. Mental health because mental health issue, is a yeah. very, very big issue as well. Now, safety-wise, thank God, you know, uh, you, we know that you and... Uh, other people were responsible for hiring the chief, the new chief for, mm -hmm. for Glendale, which is fantastic. But the one thing that we've noticed is, you know, the lack of police force as well. Sure. So yeah. what, what are, what's Glendale's plans for that? I'm, because I'm the glad smash you asked about that. Because the smash and grabs have hit our backyard now. Yeah. Well, it's not and just the smash and grabs. I mean, that's the commercial uh, sector that's getting wait, hit by people before personal. You, hold on, yeah. yeah, but before you say anything about that, see, we had Captain Robert Williams on the podcast mm -hmm. and we spoke to Robert about the smash and grabs and how... You know, for them, it's a zero tolerance, yep. as in they will continue to make the arrest. They will continue to put these individuals in jail. They will continue to investigate these people. But what is city council doing as far as um, consequences? Because if these people are basically getting arrested and they're, bef they're before they're even being yeah. booked, they're out. What's the what? What is the point of? 
So part well, of part of it is the issue is Arno that we do not have um, prosecutorial authority, right? So we don't have our own DAs in the city of Glendale. We rely on the county DA's office to do prosecutions, and just there's layers of government oversight and um, involvement that that come into play here. Just to take one step back to COVID, when we were facing a lot of these cha- challenges and changing rules of things are shut down, but now they're open, but now they're going to be shut down again, maybe, or they won't be. Um, that was partly the County Department of Health. And Glendale falls into the County Department of Health's jurisdiction. Now, Long Beach and the city of Pasadena have their own departments of health. So they had a little bit more wiggle room. So did Glendale. Glendale did not, does not have For, its own bef- Department of Health. It does before not. they didn't? No, we've never. Uh, unless it was in very, very long, like many, many, many decades ago, we haven't had our Department of Health. So we actually looked into um, partnering with one of our neighbor, like our neighboring city. We reached out to Pasadena That's and say, it. hey, would you guys be okay? We'll help share the cost if, it, if it's reasonable to have a Department of Health that's joint uh, oversight and jurisdiction. And they said, we don't want to work with anyone else. It's already a money loser just for us and we don't want to take on anyone else. So look, we, we looked into those things we tried and we were unsuccessful because the cost of having our own department of health, just setting it up would be, um, again, too much of a cost for what it would actually be providing and doing. Um, and so similarly with the, with prosecuting these crimes, we rely on the County of Los Angeles DA's office. It's a little bit of, I'm sure you've heard the term catch and release. And I know you've had some candidates running for DA here, the bigger problem we have is with the county DA's lack of um, enforcement of when our police actually catch the criminals who are wreaking havoc on our communities. Um, uh, some of it is the DA's fault. The other part of it is I think the issues in Sacramento, these policies and laws that um, eased uh, some of the enforcement and um, rules like Everyone, I think, remembers three strikes and you're out, right? Uh, if you committed. Someone just mentioned out. it right now. Well, I mean, that got rolled back. And after that, a whole series of other um, laws and rules uh, rolled back and eased up on and, and have made it possible for individuals who are committing these crimes um, to not be locked up and to keep our communities safe. And, you know, I think it's awful. I think we need to do everything we can to keep our communities and our and our neighborhoods and our businesses feeling safe. Um, and the fact that we are feeling the impacts of what's happening in our surrounding areas is that we're doing our best as a city council. I am as a council person to make sure that we're working against that. But we have some other challenges. One of them is we have a very good police force. We have a hardworking group of men and women who are out there dedicated to keeping the city of Glendale safe. But we have about 250 sworn officers. And right now we're down about 15 to 20% of our police force. Well, when you look at, when you look at the police department actually doing their job, getting these people arrested, but then it's like their job, their, whatever they've done is washed in less than 24 hours you think that's motivation for somebody to become a police officer, put their life on the line, especially with crime going up even higher and higher and higher in well, Glendale. The budget was reduced by almost half a million dollars from what for I what? can see here no, for, for, police? for the police. No. It says his summary of appropriations for the year ending June 30th. We'll right? have to go into the details of that because I'll, I can assure you that our police budget. That's what I'm looking at. Well, I mean, look, million, it, could, it could have been that over time went down. 9.2 million to 8.7 But listen, we've also had, it, it will have to see how much overtime went up and how much overtime went down. 
Um, in terms of our budget, we've actually voted to increase the number of police officers. We just voted to increase um, to allocate more money for bonuses, for referrals, for people who want to become police officers. Uh, and we're looking for how we can even add more motor officers to make sure our streets and our traffic rules are followed and people aren't ignoring it and driving on Glendale streets like it's the F1 formula race, whatever, in Las Vegas. Well, the, the um, GPD is actually looking to adopt the... Uh the camera system or yeah. the radar system. So that's going to save them a ton of money. Well, but that's it, a mil- that's a million so, dollars. So, you, Arno, so no. you're, you're no, for no, that whole camera system coming into Glendale? It's like 450. Artie, uh, Artie uh, are you for that camera system, Arno? You too. Am I for are that you guys camera system? for that camera no, I, system I, I, I am, coming am, in Long am, Beach? and I am for, you know, I need uh, better glasses to read this. You could pinch the zoom. Because yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a terrible thing. That whole uh, getting you, a speeding where, where ticket via that? camera show me, show me is dumbest It says allocated and adopted. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's got to be, if you look at these line items, you can see where the reduction was. If you look it for me and find it, that'll be great. Um, but um, in terms of cameras, listen, we need, a, we need to do whatever we can to make sure people are not driving like maniacs in this city. Um, I think that anyone, if you are shaking your head and thinking people don't drive like uh, they do crazy people and just look at the insurance rates uh, for owning a car in Glendale, mm-hmm. uh, we have to do something. So if it's cameras for now, then let's look into that. If that's what's going to keep people from driving like maniacs, I'm for it. It's more to it. Um, I'm sure there's more to everything, right? I mean, yeah, look, uh, but we have to at least try. Should we not try? Why are we? Why? We, why is look, it everywhere we go? Where the guinea pigs? I just why, why are you so against bro? that? Though I'm curious. Why? Why? Glenda? It's not a because camera. It's, it's not a, just the camera system, guys. This is more to it. Well, okay. This is going to be used advanced in the future, well, right? Like, but so we're already looking. System, look, flock okay. flock camera systems are ones that can read uh, license plates. I don't know if Captain Williams talked about it, but we're looking in using uh, camera networks to be able to monitor and get to problems before they're problems to find out. When there are issues and when someone pulls a this is a trial, on, this is a trial. There are cities, there are law enforcement agencies already doing it. We need to fight smarter instead of harder. We want to have more police officers. I think that there's nothing that can replace the actual physical presence of a Thank police you. officer. That's what I'm. But here's the problem with that, right? I think that Glendale, we could easily use about twenty to thirty more police officers, given our population and projected population growths in the future. The challenge with that is um, we have a $280 million budget, 60% of it right off the top goes to two departments. Remember, we have 14 departments, two of it just goes to police and fire. I mean, two departments take up 60% of the budget, which is fine. We have a great fire department. We have a fantastic police department, and I'm all for that. But the cost of adding an additional police officer in Glendale is roughly $300,000. Let me ask you this. You said that we have 14 departments in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Two of them, being the fire and police, take up 60% of the budget. Mm-hmm. Could you name, do you think we need all 12 of those other departments? Which, they, which, which of them would you want oh, to that's get what rid I'm of? Try, I'm trying to ask you, what are those 12 departments? I don't even know what your department is. For, for example, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, you know yeah. what percentage of that's the workforce he's fired? 80%. 80%. Is Twitter's functioning yeah. better than ever I, now now, now to be X. fair he did go back and bring some of the good employees from those 80 percent that oh, were fired oh, 12 of them yeah exactly <laughs> but that's my question is does glendale why, really why, need why, those 14 why, based on what is it 
functioning better? Because, what is the definition of better? And not that I think okay, that so Twitter was great to when begin it com- with. When but, it comes to these tech apps and all that, right? Majority of the money goes to the programmers, developers to make sure there's no bugs. Because there's thousands of bugs every day with when you have hundreds of millions of users. Their job is to make sure the app doesn't crash. All the bugs are okay. being constantly fixed. Now, instead of, let's say, 1,000, you can do it with 200 people. If you look at Uber, one of the re- I still don't understand why Uber is not profitable. They're charging 70% instead of, it used to be 80% to the drivers. They used to, Uber used to keep 80% of the mm-hmm. uh, toll. Now they're keeping, I think it's about 70%. And they're still losing money. Which means Are they really? they're, they're not really losing money. They're just embezzling the money amongst yes. themselves. I, I don't understand the, the business the, model of these companies. Well, but a city sure. is a business so, model too. That's what no, I'm no, saying. But I don't know how the tech companies function. So Let's forget the tech. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Wait, can, we go, sure. can we go back to this real quick? You said there was 14 departments? Yes. yes. What are the 14 departments? You have police, fire. Well, you have libraries. Clerk. You have parks. You have finance. You have... Um, uh, public Planning. works you have glendale water and power you have you're gonna make me city attorney's department you have city manager um, hr human resources city manager's office which is one of the smaller smallest departments um one of the most more, important departments many, i mentioned finance already yes right public works water and power yeah, how many three more. you can go online and you can see yeah, the yeah. it's right there my thing is, at, I try those, to at those levels of yeah. our city, let's focus on Glendale. Some of those departments, for example, when you walk into the department, uh, GUSD, the HR department, right? Third floor okay. in the school, Jackson, what is that building called? Glendale School, school District, district yeah. building? building? Yeah. Okay. Third floor. You're going to see a lot of waste in that department. I don't know about, I mean, listen, that's your opinion and I haven't been there. So let's talk I've been about there. it. I've personally had yeah. to deal with them. Besides I mean, this the, the, fact the city that of Glendale's HR, our, our workforce, the number of people, IT, there's another department. And now I know I'm going to hear stuff from departments I didn't mention. Um, but we've reduced our workforce by about 20%. That's Glendale's good. workforce is the lowest it's been since the 1980s. I'm and look, I'll tell it, you, man. I, you actually see the impact of it. Like we don't have enough people to do the jobs that we need done. You see issues that like weren't issues before because we are now cut to the bone. And look, you can talk to the police chief. You can po- talk to, we're, we're a very safe city with a lean police department, but we're getting to a point where we need to add more and we don't have the financial resources to necessarily do the, all the things that people expect us and want us to do. And that is the challenge of running a city, the, the responsibility of being able to allocate these resources in the way that's best serving our city. Now, are there areas where we can make improvements, use tech, um, you know, look at the workforce and, and, and have them do things differently. We've talked with the police chief about, you know, do we need th- two helicopters? Can we use drones? Sometimes the technology hasn't caught up with uh, the ideas that we have of improving services. But we are doing the best that we can with what workforce that we have. Um, it's, it's a constant challenge. We need to do more. We need to do more. I, Listen, I, I, I don't think Glendale, I, I drive down the streets and it, I shake my head when I see graffiti or when I see trash or, you know, mattresses thrown on the side or, you know, or when I see people driving, like, you know, running red lights or, or cutting someone off. It's, it's, it drives me insane because I, I 
take this very personally. This is my city. I want it to be the best that it can be. Do you think it's because um, of overpopulation? Overpopulation in Glendale? No, no. I don't think it's over. I you mean, what do you mean? What do you mean do by you how many permits they're giving out for more buildings? Okay. Bro, what are you how talking many, about? In the past ten years, how many high rises and luxury quote unquote apartments have popped up in Glendale? So in the last prior to to twenty twenty, the last regional housing needs assessment said that Glendale had to build about over 8,000 new units of housing. And you need to explain it to me. What what does that mean, has to build? What does that so mean? So the Southern California Association of Governments um, calculates where housing needs to be distributed to meet the housing needs of the state. And they allocate to every jurisdiction a specific number that each jurisdiction needs to build. And that is, well, that is um, demanded by the state. And if you don't build it, there are consequences for it. Like you will lose your ability for zoning and approvals for your jurisdiction. From, what I, under, from what I understood was this though. It's not about only building it. It's about zoning pro- providing it. zoning. For yeah, it. exactly. So why do we have, to, why don't we just provide the zoning? Well, we have, we have, but the problem is you zone for it. They will come, right? You zone for it. Eventually that's like ringing the dinner bell and developers are going to take advantage of Correct. it. Correct. Why and, not? Because Glendale is a safe it. place. Okay, but who has to approve place. it at the end? What do you mean? You mean like council? Yeah. Some of it is done. I mean, you've heard the term by right. Have you not? I have. Yeah. So sometimes when it's by right, it's by right. Because what's been going on right now is. In certain parts of the you, city, you can approve I mean, it. Okay. I, as, as you know, going back to like 2006, you weren't for a lot of this development that was going on. You were against it. Yes or no? Yeah. I'm still against uh, our, I'm still against the state taking away our right to forget determine. The, forget the state taking okay. away the right. We're, I mean, you were against a lot of these luxury apartments coming up. Billion yes. What happened with the Sears Tower? Did you vote for or against them turning it into the units that they're going to be turning it into? I don't know if I was, I may have been out of town for that vote. Let's say but you're, generally, okay, let's but say you generally, let me just tell Are you, you for or against that historic building being teared, torn down? I will tell you. Luxury I, condos be, or I don't know about, not, let's, let's take the word luxury out of there. Let's just call it housing. Well, what, 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 I think that there cookie is. Cookie cutter houses, basically. Cookie cutter house. Again, we're using these terms that are going to paint the way you answer well the, the one on broadway and pacific that's there i mean if the neighbor next door farts you could hear it two doors okay. down that's maybe. how thin the walls are damn maybe i, I think is it look, the walls or something else that, bro maybe it's what but i mean were you for or against the maybe sears tower they, being that's a demo. good question already i i personally sears, think that we sears can, was a I'd, building that we had to have there why I mean, it's been there since we moved to this damn city, bro. Why would you replace what, what, it with what would houses? You put, so what? What? Why isn't so why the Sears is project is something okay, right now? The Sears project is a seven hundred unit building. Uh huh. Are you for or against that, though? I am for something being built there. What it looks like and how many units is it depends on what it looks like. I think that you can have seven hundred units that look like garbage, and then you can have seven hundred units that maybe incorporate elements of the historic building that look nice that, you know, well, um, the Masonic lodge on, on brand was also another building that they wanted to kind of turn into condos as well. Or I don't know if it was meant for condos, but they wanted to, they did a fine job of, they did a fantastic job restoring it and they kept it. It's its character. They kept, you know, the kind of purpose for it, which is commercialized, but you know, the Sears building is a historic building and it's been there for years. There's a lot of Glendale residents who are, against it being torn down they've said that you know what let's leave it as it is and maybe put somebody else in there but i feel like council 
management and a lot of people who are developers are for demoing that building to the ground and building these cookie cutter apartment buildings there and continuing to flood Glendale with outsiders because that's what Glendale has become. I mean, Glendale has been filled with outsiders continuously. (laughs) You're starting to sound like the people that used to talk about us a certain way when, before Armenians moved in. (laughs) No, because you know what it is? I don't know. Glendale was, what was was happening? Wait, what is an outsider? I'll explain to you what an outsider is. Glendale is a very tight knit community. You grew up in, you practically grew up in Glendale, uh, right? Yeah, I was one of the everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew. Forget that. Everybody knew everybody. <laughs> but okay. the when all these condominiums yeah. and all these apartment buildings were being proposed to Glendale, the pitch was this: the pitch was affordable housing. Sure. For Glendaleans, yes or no? I mean, I don't know if that was a pitch, but I will tell you. The pitch uh, when, was affordable housing for people that couldn't affordable afford housing. And that's, that is the understanding. But when we talk about affordable housing, it, you can't make it exclusive for people in Glendale. I'm not making it exclusive yeah. for uh, people in Glendale. What but I'm that saying is the is, intent. That is so, the intent. We want to provide housing for those who need so it. So they started building a bunch of studios, a, bu- a bunch of one bedrooms. And they said that, oh, you know what? It's affordable housing for people that can't afford to... Uh, purchasing Glendale. Now they become apartment buildings and certain individuals began to rent out these uh, condos and these apart or not these condos, but these apartment buildings. And it was for low income, low income, low income. And, you know, as time went on, these low income buildings began to began to be flooded with individuals where now you go back and you say, okay, can Glendale's power grid, for example, handle all this? Can Glendale's waste management handle all this? They just kept, instead of building out, they started building up and up and up and it became overpopulated. Mm-hmm. So it's an overpopulation issue that we're having here. Every generation is going to think that the city is going through overpopulation. This is what my argument, and this is what I try to struggle with. The only thing that's constant is change. You look at photos of Brand Boulevard, you look at Glendale when, you know, take the Armenian-American community. When we first started moving to Glendale, many of them came here in the 70s. There was nothing in downtown. There was, I mean, there was nothing really to do of much of anything. It, Glendale was a very small, relatively small bedroom community. But, you know, eventually, whether it was after the Galleria was built and then the Americana was built, um, it became a place where more and more people wanted to invest their time, their dollars, and wanted to also live. And there was a downtown-specific plan that zoned that was predates long before I was there to meet the housing needs assessment that was mandated of Glendale to build. Here's the problem about the, what you refer to as overcrowding. And maybe this answers that question. When we met our housing needs assessment numbers in the last cycle, they go in, I believe eight year cycles, none of our neighboring cities met their requirement. And this was prior to this whole talk about more housing. We need more housing. We need more housing. I mean, you're in real estate too. You real, I think you have a better understanding of this than most people. Um, what that hap- what caused that, you know, what we're feeling now is the impacts of our neighboring cities not having built enough housing on their own. And now we're getting punished with the same, I think, set of rules that everyone else is getting punished with, whereas we did our homework. 
we are now being required in the next cycle to zone for almost 14,000 new units. So continue to build up. Exactly. And And, are these condos or are they apartments? It's anything. They have to be, I think, a mix of housing. They need to be apartments. They need to be affordable housing. There's a certain number of affordable housing units you need to be building, and it needs to be um, a, a variety of types. Regardless, 13,000 or four, almost 14,000 units is a lot of housing to zone for, and the city has somehow managed to zone for it. But you know, you're going to have continuous development in Glendale, as you are in every other city. Now, the problem is I don't want to build more until I see my neighboring cities build more. I want to see Burbank build their share. I want to see Pasadena build their share. I don't want to be the one that's constantly building and not seeing any of our neighboring cities like, you know, doing, pulling their way. So why don't you deny what they're trying to do at the Sears Tower? Well, it hasn't as come a, back. It hasn't as a come, council it hasn't member, why don't you say, you know me. what, you don't, you're not, you're voting there, there's against been, it. There's been some projects that I have voted against. I've, I've voted against building more hotels in the downtown because I don't think we need hotels. If anything, we need more housing. We don't necessarily need hotels. Um, if the Sears Tower project or the Sears development project was to come back, um, I'm ready and willing to look into it. I think right now what they're doing through is going through is a, I think a historical study to see if it's actually historical. It says it's 700 units. That's what the project is. That's what they're proposing. Yeah. 700 units. Look, I can't, I can't tell tell you just curious how many of them are fit for families. Are are they going to be two bedrooms? Are they going to be three bedrooms or are they going to be a bunch of cookie cutter studios? Uh, we'll have to look at it when it gets here. Well, Arnie, let's let's clarify something because we have a couple of questions about sure. the same issue about your relation to a developer. Um, which I, I, yeah. I, I pulled up an article here. It says, Adept Architecture announces Artie Kasakian as sure. a VP of Government and Philanthropic sure. Relations. So that's, you still uh, work for? Yeah, I do work with Adept. They're a client of mine. When you say client of yours, what does that mean? So I have a consulting firm. I represent uh, clients in various issues where they need assistance with navigating, um, you know, government processes, um, entitlements. Uh, They need help with public relations or communications. So I do represent a developer that has done projects in Glendale, but has not done any projects. Can you name any of the projects in Glendale? Yeah, well, they did an office conversion recently. They did one on Central, which is right next to the McDonald's, and um, they built housing on top of a parking lot, and it's one of the things that they do very well. Um, and they have, uh, you know, taken and repurposed buildings into uh, livable units, which I think is something that you're going to see more of across the county and isn't across that a, the region. Isn't that any conflict of interest do you see any conflict of interest well in that? I, first of all if there's any issues that come up by any developer that i've worked with i can recuse myself but as of now there aren't any except um there was one project uh that a developer uh brought forth a last council meeting which was for a high-rise unfortunately in another city uh they're in litigation with uh, my client so i recused myself and i publicly stated why I have nothing to hide, and nor am I ashamed of what well, it, I do. It's not about proud. hiding. It's more so about if you're you're a public servant, That's where you as, as you've said so yourself, right? Public servant. And if I'm a developer and you work for me or I've hired you, your consulting firm, mm-hmm. how are you going to have a, uh, a proper opinion or 
you're not going to have a biased opinion for what I'm trying to build because I've hired you. I'm paying well, you. Well, if you're paying me, then I cannot have an, I cannot vote or participate on anything that you have that's before the council. It's very simple and it's not something that's abnormal. I mean, it's the same thing as how does a realtor serve on the city council, which we've had in the past. Um, and if there is an issue that comes up, they need to openly declare it, which I always do. And I'm very public about it. I'm happy to have conversations about it. And anyone can look at my statements of economic interest where every elected official is supposed to file. And, you know, if I, I have not violated any rules or laws, and I don't think it's, um, I think that if anything, it has given me greater insight as to the challenges that most people face in construction projects, in development projects, in planning, because I see how other cities operate, what other cities do, what are things that we can do better in Glendale to be able to build more affordable housing and well, better housing. I'm, I'm against this whole affordable housing thing, man, because Why? again, because, because it's I'm not well, for you, you're, hey. no, it's different <laughs> for you. Not to, be, not, not to get too controversial or become, or they're going to call me a conspiracy theorist about this, but this affordable housing stuff is all bullshit. This was a bigger agenda by Laura Friedman and other government officials to basically, quote unquote, build this affordable housing to bring in low income people to get their votes to basically move up in the rankings of their government power. That's all it was. I think that they've, they've flooded so, Glendale, so what's, and, so Glendale your, and, so what's and Glendale solution? and Glendale has become is is slowly becoming a more progressive, more liberal city than what it was before. So you don't think that we need units for seniors in Glendale or for people? Who I didn't say anything to... about seniors. How many seniors live on Pacific? But and I mean, Broadway? seniors are the greatest segment. How of the many low seniors income population? live on Broadway and Pacific? The old office depot? Yes. yes. I, I don't know, but I can tell I've you. I've been that, in that building. Yeah, My friend lived okay. in that building. There's Look, a bunch of people yeah. smoking weed on the The architect on the rooftop. you work yeah. for developed that. Why is snitching you, right? I, I, so my question to you would be, why? where would you want seniors to live instead? Listen, seniors, again. I mean, got, if you're a senior, you're on a fixed income. Seniors yes. come and go. They, they'll come into a building. Okay. Oh, it's 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 normal. They'll come into a building. They'll live there for a certain what is, amount of time. I mean, what is average and rent and, right and, now and, in Glendale? Average rent is pretty high right now in Glendale, but it's also it's it's supply and demand. It? That's what it is. Okay, it's supply and demand. And I'll tell you one thing: it screwed up a lot when City Council, when Zara was on, proposed the rent control. Do you know what happened when they proposed the rent control? Uh-huh. All those landlords freaked out, and what they said was. Shit, rent control's about to hit the hit the fan. Shit's about to hit the fan. But there's let's the go ahead and ja- statewide jack rent up, control jack up. now, isn't there? Yeah, there is okay. a there is a what statewide. Is the it's seven percent okay. plus. I think uh, relocation fees and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be honest with you. A lot of landlords nowadays, if the rent is cheap, whatever the whoever the land whatever the tenant is, are willing to take that bullet to get that person out to bring in a new tenant to get the. Rent. Well, I mean, listen, we're experiencing that right now with a couple of people who've bought some apartment buildings and they're about to evict their tenants right around Thanksgiving and Christmas in probably the most inhumane and um, gutless way. It's it's unfortunate. How often and, does that happen? Um, I don't know, but the fact that's even well, you, happening I mean, you is mentioned, trouble. I know. There, look, there are, there are bad apples in every in every sort yeah, of industry. So we got it. Whether there's landlords and there's tenants who are bad apples as well. You can you have to hundred percent as well. I agree. Who who basically absolutely. Um, completely neglect units. I could yeah. show you pictures of units where we've evicted tenants where 
there's children living in that house. And you look at it and you go, how the hell was a kid living here? Yeah. Where you have garbage all over the place. So it comes both ways. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't justify the fact that the ec- leaving everything alone as far as economically, supply and demand will take its course. Yes or no? I, I mean, it's I, basic I economics. I mean, we could ask Dan Broadman. Think, He's an economics I, professor. I think Dan Broadman has economic issues. Look, I what? think that, you know, to fully rely on the model of supply and demand in every aspect of um, society is an overreach. I think that there are instances where it works, but when it comes to the housing challenges in Los Angeles County, when you look at what people's income levels are and how they've gone up relative to how quickly property values, rents have gone up, um, there's a disconnect. And talking about seniors, the problem is that a lot of our seniors, especially in our community in Glendale, they're on supplemental security income or SSI. SSI is only about 1100 or twelve less than $1,200 yeah, a but month. How many seniors are in those buildings? I mean, look, a lot of our affordable senior housing we do allocate to people who are on SSI, people who are single income households, people that were receiving so two incomes because of the priority at that point their then. widow. It's based on a point model. And look, I'm happy to have someone from the housing division come here and explain to you the nuances. That'd Obviously, we've all heard That'd about five, the point system. Uh, no, so because it's it's well, you, you it's, need it's, to be you need to be wait. if you have a disability. You talk you about have, you you brought up yeah. you sorry Artie you brought up you brought up elderly people you brought up the seniors you said well how, how are we going to house the seniors and then you basically just said that the people that are on SSI and the people that are low income are also taking advantage of the senior living no no seniors who are on SSI so this is only seniors seniors okay. so we have we are in the process of building about 500 new units of affordable housing some of it is on Broadway some of it is on Pioneer it's going to be for seniors who are on fixed incomes because if you're younger you're able to go and find uh, you know, a job, you can get, you know, go into workforce training, you're able to earn more income. But if you're a senior, you're capped. You're not, if you're 70 Look, years old, you're not going to go find a new job. I'll tell and, you, but, I'll tell you this like, question. There is you. no way seniors are going to live in those buildings because they what are, I, but no, they man, they're not because you know why I go door knocking and speak to Glendale people, Glendaleans daily. Well, I will tell you what. So I'll as tell you this much. When we do the ribbon cutting of the first affordable housing building that we're building where the old Tobin World was, Arno I want can you cut there. it. Yeah, come by. Well, you know I, what? You know, let, I let want Arno cut the I'm glad, I'm glad this is there. being documented because here, here's what I see. And I see this firsthand because when I go door knocking in La Crescenta, when I go door knocking in Glendale, when I go door knocking even in Burbank, and I knock on certain people's doors and they open the door and they're elderly. Let's call them elderly, meaning over 65, mm-hmm. over 70 years okay. old. And I ask him, you know what? You know, hi, my name is Arnold I'm with Coldwell Banker. You know, we sold a property nearby. Are you interested in selling? You know what's the first thing they say? I'm going to die here. Because if I sell this, where am I going to go? But that's different. That's ownership. Well, that's what a majority of Glendale and Burbank and Pasadena is. It's the, the pride majority, of ownership. The, the majority of Glendale, actually, the population are renters. Renters, 100%. Well, renters now because of everything that's been built. No, what do you mean? Okay, anyways. Arno, <laughs> you're telling me, in your opinion... Majority of seniors own their homes in Glendale. Look at look at the okay. Armenian population makes up almost fifty, almost fifty percent of the population. Well over sixty percent of well over population. There you go. No, 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 not not the Armenian population. Armenian population in Glendale is just thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent. Okay. Now, from all 
65 plus, you're telling me you think majority of them no, own their homes? No, I'm not saying that. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that all this low income, quote unquote, buildings that they're building for elderly people is they're, not, the, it's not the for the elderly seniors. people are not getting it. It's not, it's not for the Already, if you go walk in there yeah. yourself, well, just take your time, walk into those buildings, you're going to notice that. I don't think those are present. elderly buildings. Those get funded because Glendale's they had have to elderly allo- buildings. No, because they have to allocate. I don't know what the percentage is. Twenty percent of the units have to be for low income. Okay. Well, there's density bonuses if they yes. they, they so build that's what they're a more doing. It's not a senior. It's not a senior living. These new constructions uh, are not building. But are me? Uh, I mean, Glendale so you has guys, to clear living. Hold on, Jackson. Clar- hold on to clear. There's a, okay. Let's clarify. There's there's low income buildings. There's senior living. Senior living just means you're at a certain age or above. 55 plus for those buildings, I think. Most of them, 55, some 60, 60, whatever that is. Then you can't, but don't mix those up with an assisted living. Assisted living is different. Completely different. So do we, are these buildings, for example, Broadway and Pacific, Mm -hmm. what would you categorize that as? I mean, that's low market income. rate, market rate. And, and it has, I believe, some affordable units, but uh, I'd have to look into it. But it's well, a they market passed, rate building. They got, they got okay to build that building because they were saying that it's going to be majority or 25%. For or the record, by the way, that, that was in pipeline and built long uh, before I was on council. Um, and as far as I'm the concerned, Pacific? mostly built yeah, before yeah, or yes. in, the, in the works? No, it was built before. You were a clerk at the time. Yeah, which has nothing to do I don't, with the council. I don't think that Pacific Broadway was built before. Sure. Well, he's been there for less than four years. That building's been there. Approval-wise, construction-wise, it's been way I, past I remember four when years. That, I remember I'm not, when, that's what I'm I saying, not when built. the proposal for that building came and I was on I well, was the, city clerk. Well, the proposals um, are different because Walmart was proposed in Burbank 35 years ago. And they, I, they well, built no, it eight no, years but there's, ago. There is you know? a difference between when uh, they come to city council meeting and the council votes on approvals and whether you're on the council to approve that. Like for instance, the Sears project, um, I was not there for, for that meeting. Okay, he's right. See, okay, so conference. two projects in, okay, two projects, Broadway and Pioneer were purchased in 2019 by, and were submitted no. to former council. This is before you. No. Um, none of the 4,000 units that were built uh, were by, for ownership. They were all apartment buildings. So there were, none of them were condos. They were all, and they're all occupied by tenants. That's 4,000 units. That's what I mean. Those are all funded based on percentage. Um, because if a certain percentage, like you said, I don't know what those programs are called, whether it's part of the economic development program or mm-hmm. just some type of subsidy the federal government gives to the state, then the state hands it down to the well, city. To so let me ask you guys, so do you think that there should be no more, do you think there should be a moratorium on new uh, development and construction in well, Glendale? I, I think a first Arno, of all, what do you think? First of all, I think anything that's related to low income or senior living or any of that has to go. There has to be requirements for Glendale residents who have been here for X amount of years. They've paid a certain amount of taxes or whatnot. It 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 can't be. We have this low so, income now. Hold because here's what's happening right now. Everything is about diversity. We have to have X amount of this color, this race, this gender. But that, that's not how the it, housing it, is allocated. Of course it's, it is. Yes, it no, is. No, of course it is. If you look at the application, that's exactly what it is. No, you have to meet certain criteria. Why? You have to be low income. Well, low income is different. But okay. why can't that? Why can't it it's be more exclusive than just to income. Glendale residents? 
It's when more he says outsiders, that's I think that's where you well, were because, yeah, because they, because or shouldn't Glendale residents get priority? Yes, because there there's certain requirements of how these diversity how how the developments are structured. So that it's not for Glendale residents. Take, it's for, it's for the it's for can, anybody we, and everybody. No, no, we we have we try to prioritize Glendale residents, Bullshit. but at the no, end of the day, no, no, no. it's through a lottery system where people apply. And they need to be selected. Artie, can I ask you a question? Do you think any of us can apply to, uh, say, Beverly Hills, West LA, and get approved for any of these types of programs? I, I don't know. Look, I can tell you that there are people who live in Glendale, I know, that have applied to be on the Section 8 housing list in other jurisdictions. And the priority, if you apply for Section 8 housing in Glendale, you can apply to be on the list from outside of Glendale for priority is to Glendale residents. But that doesn't bar you from applying. It's just that you will be ranked lower on the selection list. And look, I would I think it's important to have this conversation. Hopefully a lot of your listeners who have family who's impacted by this may want to know more about it, but I think it's probably better to have someone specifically from the housing we should department. Hi- we should hire, or have you guys come to our housing authority meetings? We should. We should hire somebody in the housing department to do an audit on these buildings, because, like I said, I've I've been inside that Broadway and Pacific building, and the cars that pull up into that building, I, bro, those are the cars are worth more than the unit itself. Okay, because some of it is probably market rate housing. If we're or higher. About, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There, that's the thing. The but problem not, is, some of them it's are. not but all low again, income. This can't but be, I mean, this listen, you can go to you can go to really you can you can go to really rundown apartment buildings in Glendale where you see people driving really nice cars as well. So I don't know how much cars are. Well, no, 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 no. Forget that. Well. Okay, no, no. You can't say that because look. And by the way, when people wait, wait, Artie, wait. If somebody takes advantage of the government, but if somebody takes advantage of a low income building and decides to stay there and drives a Ferrari. 100%. And somebody who decides to live in South Glendale but pays market value rent but and we, drives a Ferrari but are city, two different things. But the city has an investigative arm that does investigate people. I hope so because, reported. I mean, you still cars listen, that pull in any, and out anyone, of that building. Anyone who's listening to this who knows of someone who's abusing the system, who through their dishonesty or theft is costing someone deserving of getting housing should report that to the city. The city will investigate it and we have denied and deprived people of affordable housing based on their misinformation and misrepresentation of their means. Already. There are people who have lied about not having um, sources of income who've worked with cash. And when the city has done sometimes investigations last well over a year, they document it and then they deny those. Sometimes those investigations cost the people more than what they're investigating. That's the problem. At, at this point, I, I, I think the, uh, the residents of Glendale would be more comfortable uh, investigating the city and where the budget's going versus the other way around. Because yes. I, I can the assure I can assure you as a businessman, it's as a business owner, it's not always about increasing revenue. It's about cutting costs down. And I have yet mm-hmm. to come across any type of government entity that's in any way efficient, especially when it comes to finances. They spend money like it's stolen. With, because it technically is stolen with From all due respect. Side. It is. It is stolen money. If you ask me the amount of taxes we pay in the state of California for in the city, I promise you, I, I, I will put up everything I know on the line where if I bring in a forensic accountant to the city of Glendale, we will find millions and millions, if not tens of millions of dollars that could, that's being wasted, that could be allocated into programs that actually benefit the city residents versus trying to meet all the quotas and all the diversity 
matrices and all the ESG scores and the social credit scores. And but, what, but why haven't you? Why why not bring those ideas to the city? You're a city councilman, right? That's hold on. There's a reason. There's a reason I asked you in the beginning. Why did you become a city councilman and then a mayor? Well, initially city city clerk, right? Which and is have a really you accomplished role, what you got into it for? See, to yeah. me, if I were if I were in office, I, I I have no idea how much power I have, so I can't I can't speak. But you don't have to be in office if you have a good idea and you. Well, think that's, that my it can be implemented. that's my idea. That's my idea. I'm I'm announcing it. I'm. In, which is what? To in public, audit, audit which the is city? we need to break down every single dime in the city that's being spent, whether that's the police department, fire department. You're telling me we can't afford to have our own health department. I disagree <laughs> with that. It's bullshit. I can assure you we can afford to have our own health department because it doesn't cost a whole lot to run a health department. The only the only reason why it costs a lot is because 80 percent of the funds are misused. That's I can get just just like look. It, we come from Soviet Union, Armenia. The way we grew up, and we, and we used to make fun of it, is if so-and-so politician's um, you know, nephew starts a business of, let's say, some type of uh, restaurant grading system, right? Just like we have it here. Guess what? The president, prime minister of Armenia, the uh, director of health, whoever, they will pass a law and say, Every restaurant now needs to have a grading system. Why? Because my nephew just started an organization. See, you laugh. That's one of the reasons why I think the masks were even mandated in California. We bought billions of dollars worth of masks. We have to get rid of that. What better way than to force people to wear one? Same thing here. If we break things down, I, I promise you money's being, you got to follow the money and you'll see money's being spent in areas that shouldn't all because of special interests. Because somebody's, you know, uh, being, again, whether consulting or I have this relationship with so what, someone. And the this, metro. The, it it, it and just, that. and honestly, I think as a politician, just like we demanded Trump to resign from all of his hotel operations, right? And, you know, making 440 yeah. grand, whatever it was as a president is not a lot of money, especially for a billionaire. I think you should get paid more to be a city councilman. I agree with your salary. Not, not me specifically, but all I of think you guys. all of you. No, no, but all no, of you guys. Here's, so that you don't have to rely I, on all these side I'm gigs. I'm glad you said that because I have advocated for council members to be paid at least $80,000 a year. And I don't care if it's, I don't want it to be retroactive. It can be proactive. It could be right after I'm council and I'm done with my service because I think you get what you pay for in public service. And right now, Council, in order to be on council, you can't be someone who's a working family person who maybe has an interest in serving the public. You will sacrifice a lot of your own welfare by dedicating the time it takes to serve the public appropriately and honorably. Right now, like I can tell you that it takes a lot of time. It takes more than 40 hours a week just based on phone calls and emails and everything. And, you know, to at least two of our council members are individuals who are retired, um, who have time uh, and have the financial means to support themselves. One and at least two of us are working um, full-time to part-time. And I think one other is working part-time and may have other uh, income. But I think that $80,000 is the median household income in Glendale, according to census figures. And council members should know 
what the average household lives off of in Glendale based on the rules and laws that we implement on people at the very minimum. I don't think it should become a career. I also believe in term limits. I also think that people should serve if they need to make laws, make laws, but then step down and live by the very same laws that you forced upon people. I think we have a lot of things about our governmental system in the United States that we can make better and we can fix. But I think very few people are willing to have those conversations as to how we can make it better. Including the current mayor who's not willing to listen to anything. I don't want to, say. again, so, I don't want to talk about my colleagues. You don't have to talk about anyone else. Okay, you guys can roast me as much spend, as you want. The current let's, mayor let's, wants let's, to spend $6 billion let's, let's, on bike roads let's, let's, in Glendale. Let's, let's now, focus that's what the current mayor wants to do. Let's not talk about that mayor. But just watching Glendale Council, just watching Glendale Council and seeing... We talked earlier about how Aura was forcing the masks, and we didn't. He was know one was of the people. And listen, I voted along with him at the time. I'll and, give you that. Was, but Aura was, was also the same person that admitted to pushing that. Now, looking at your uh, council, it's very apparent that Aura stands alone with the people. I don't know about that. That's I what mean, I'm so seeing. That's, uh, that's what I'm seeing. Well, I personally know, already, I personally see well as Aura b- being the only council member standing well, next to I, our community I today. Would, I would say that's I, just I, what I'm I, seeing. I, I object. To well, he was one of the only ones that mentioned anything about Gallus. The only one, not one of them. the only. Look, I mean, what are you, what are you, what are your thoughts about what Gallus did be, be, before we I think, say I that? Think it's a private organization. No, 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 no. Forget the private organization. Listen, I mean, was listen. it okay what they did with the Armenian Taras? What? Listen, first of was all, was it okay what they did to what, the Armenian what Taras? You, what would you want them to have done and have you reached out no, no, to no, Gallus ask, leadership? Oh, they they've blocked us. They okay. won't talk to us. I could open my Instagram, my personal yeah, Instagram, my my, okay. my business Instagram, and the Wisenuts Instagram. It's all blocked. I want to know what honestly because again. I want to ask you this because I want an honest answer from you, Artie. What was your thoughts about that individual flown out from Canada wearing an Armenian Taras and at the end stripping down with that Armenian Taras and kicking it, stepping on it it in the midst of us losing partial land from Artsakh? And I know you're a big advocate for, you know, Armenia and Artsakh. What are your thoughts about what that individual did? I think I made my opinions very clearly known, but let me just make it clear once again. I think that striptease of any type is not necessarily in the best taste. It's not something that I particularly condone. I think that it can be exploitative. Um, At the same time, I think that getting stuck on an issue of what an organization does at a private event at a time when the Armenian nation was facing annihilation, where the enemies and people who want to destroy our people don't care who's gay or straight, was a distraction that was not timed appropriately. I also believe in the First Amendment, which is one of the reasons why I'm here tonight and why I encourage anyone who wants to criticize either the council or has other you know, thoughts to come and express them freely in a form appropriately. Do you think I believe, let me just finish and say that I think that whether we agree or disagree, we live in a country that affords us that right to say what we want, to do things that we want, and for other people to do things that we may not agree with. So I 
protect. I def- I may not agree with what you're saying, but I will sacrifice my life for your right to say it and to express yourself. And if and I think it's wrong on both the right and the left of the political aisle when people jump to cancel each other that refuse to allow people to express themselves because I would much rather hear what a person thinks about me directly than for a person to smile to my face and pretend that they're nice and then go and make comments, you know, that they think that they're allowed to make anonymously or behind an alias or whatever else. So you're you're okay with what Anushallah did to the Armenian Taras. I don't know who that is. I don't. Anushallah is the bearded man. I don't think, listen, I, again, were you present at that gala or no? I was not present okay. at that gala, and I was at a baseball game with my son that day. I'm but glad you were Honestly, brother. no. Listen, at <laughs> the end of the day, let me ask it: like, what what is what harm was made to you if you had never seen that video? What do you care about what a person did or didn't do at an event? Do I think that's an appropriate thing for a public display? No, but Artie, again, it's a you, private event. Artie, you could. Da- I'd rather have damage on me. I'd rather be beat up than have my culture attacked. By our culture is attacked every oh, day. Our yeah, culture is attacked every day. We do it to ourselves. That even more. Our culture is attacked every day. Our culture is attacked every day. And the question becomes when people decide to speak out and why they decide to speak out. And, you know, I have a right to question that as well. What about, what about you know, I mean, I, I don't particularly like it when, when people belly dance at weddings. I don't either. I think, I think, okay, (laughs) but where's the conversation about that? Where's the person griping about that? Am I going to go and rail against every person at a wedding? What are they wearing? (laughs) No, no, seriously, what are they wearing? Are they wearing a traditional Armenian taras, which we've had for thousands of years? As Maro Yagupian said, the women who danced in those taras were the same women that were murdered by Turks. In the, we've, our, our people have died to preserve those. Listen, I don't need to be educated on the experience of the Armenian genocide. By we know that. No, no, no. It's not about it being, so, it's not about being educated about it. It's about, you know, us knowing you for all these years, knowing you know, what you stand for. It's a shocker. Because that, on that very day. Can you day, condemn what they did? I'm not going to condemn anyone's right in America to be able to express themselves however they want to express themselves because that's what being an American is. If you want to start censoring people, then go to a country where you're okay with Would you censorship. be okay? Would you be okay if that individual threw the Armenian flag on the floor and stepped on it? You know what? If they want to, they can. Same thing with the American flag. That's what the First Amendment is. No, I don't. Not. I personally would amendment. be offended by the it. First Amendment, but okay I, with you they have the a right Ameri- to offend me just <laughs> as I have a right to be offended. So the First Amendment is okay with you throwing the American flag on the floor and stepping on. Yeah, there's it? a no, con- really. there's there's you know, there's, there's absolutely there is you know there's, there's rules about that, how brother. there's laws against how you, you listen. It is, it is the flag you're, code. You're not and even it is not a law. No, by law you're not okay. Can the Armenian flag fly higher than the American flag? No. no, why? By the, according to the flag, size code, it is can, too, bro. but if someone wants to, as a statement, they're allowed to. I mean, guys, this is fundamental First Amendment. It's fundamental rules. First Amendment, and that's why. The, I mean, we, listen. You, you know, let's. You, how about this? We can take a pause. We can. You can invite a constitutional lawyer here. Study the First <laughs> Amendment. Bring a lawyer on. Talk about it. Forget the constitutional. Forget the forget the first. We're amendment. asking you as we're a asking father, you as a father, Armenian as an father. Armenian, as somebody who's been advocating for Armenian we're, rights. Because we know we know where stuff. you stand. I want to know. It's like you were okay with seeing that. I mean, we could play the video. You, know, and you, you can know, watch it. I, why do I have to watch it? 
You don't even want to watch it. Because, why, why, because it wasn't okay. Why do you want to watch it? We're because not. it wasn't okay what they did. So contact the and organization. Here's my thing. They won't sit with us. Now, if these people. What do you want your city okay, council you, to do? You've been with us. This is your second time here. Yeah, you sure. come here. Represent us, Artie. You come here. I do. We respect you. We respect you. We never say anything foul to any guest that comes here. But the fact that the democratic people, Armenians in that are under the democratic controlled politicians will not sit with us. You are one of very few sure. Democrats that will sit down with us. Now, you, we've had 250 guests. We never disrespect anybody. We always courteous to anyone that comes to our show. Now, do we have a foul mouth a few times? Yes, we do. But when you care... You're gonna cuss a couple of times. We're not disrespectful. Have you guys? Have you guys invited anyone from the LGBT community to come and yes. talk about? Yeah, this they don't want to yeah, come. Yeah, of course, all not. of them. You want to get Gray James on the show I with mean, us? I think I think that it would be probably more appropriate to have someone. We would from love that your community. support. Can you, can you talk get us Gray James or but I mean, Jennifer Heaslip? Have you have you asked about why they won't want to come? On because the they think because they, we've been labeled as right wing extremists. Well, we're extremists. Oh, what, what this man's that? picture is hanging everywhere in Glendale. Have you guys? Have you guys? Have you guys actually talked to? What was one Someone of their responses? Uh, one word response. Pull out the response. What was it? Bro? Oh, um, we asked Pickle. Dec declining. Pickle to come on. Like I mean, have you talked to anyone that's either been a member of Gallus or who identifies we've, we've, as we've gay reached or lesbian? Out, we've to reached talk. out to Gray I know James. Because I know you guys will, but you guys have had comedians and uh, personalities. Yeah. Well, they're and, okay and to come we've on. We've had gay so people here before. That, that, you, of uh, course to ask them about their opinion. Well, no. I'm sorry. Mary Basmajan blocked us as well. Okay. So that's Look, another Arnie, individual. You, you, well, I mean, forget forget inviting them to the show. Have you had an opportunity to sit down with them and just ask them their where opinion? Were we where are we going to do that? I don't know. Coffee just shop? Say, oh, but they block you. They I mean, block but, why not, they block why not, but why not have that conversation? We like, would love the conversation. Okay, let me ask you, but, no, you. but do it off air. Why not do okay, it off let me, air Let first? me ask you a question. Because, <laughs> and I'll, Please answer this honestly because it's on air. It's live. It's being recorded. Sure. You know the three of us, especially you know me outside of this whole podcast. Do you consider me a right wing extremist? I don't consider so you. Yes, I, don't, no, I don't consider you a right wing extremist. Do you, I do consider, consider Armun the right wing. I extremist? don't like to label people. I don't like to label people, and I think that associating people with images, whether you're on the right or the left, is inappropriate. And I think it's but, low. but you did whether label. it's your. I'll tell you when you labeled when Mauro Yakubian came to city council and discussed the same issue. Didn't you refer to her as anti-gay? No. What did you say? I said that the comments, when you bring up a complaint about something, and we can play my comments, and I, I've told you I stand by my comments, and you're only complaining about one particular instance of it versus if, you're, if your issue is protecting our culture and our heritage, but you only are selective as to who you charge with accusations of defiling it, it begs the question as to why you're selecting that particular group versus another. And I'll give you an example, right? If the Daraz is so sacred, Kim Kardashian wore the Daraz, right? You can go online, you can find pictures of her wearing a Daraz. That's sad too. How did, how did Kim Kardashian make her name? How did Kim Kardashian become famous? She made, she made a porn video. Okay. Her mom so, released so, it. So then you have this individual... One of my colleagues who wanted to have Kim Kardashian on Glendale's Rose Parade float. It's on record. You can Google it. So where is the condemnation in that versus the other? And if you're only 
talking about one group. I would and condemn by the way, both. By, I would condemn both. Then you know what? You would be true to your values, and I would respect that. Perfect. Because I don't respect Kim Kardashian making her skims in Turkey. Well, Turkey, yeah. Yet Turkey. telling me she I supports Armenians. Okay. So hold so, on. By so, saying so that, so then the, you're not true to your values. By say, by making that statement. Which one? Saying, would you condemn Kim Kardashian being on the road? I court? respect his consistency. How, That's so all you, I'm saying. So are you well, consistent? He's not I, a public I, I, servant. Again, I'm not that, a public again, servant. Because here, look, Artie, here's the issue I personally have. Is you're a great guy. I've had two instances where I've had to call you on a couple of things, right? Or two things. You're, no, no, no. You're, no, it's true, Artie. You're, you're available. Any, you'll sit down with anybody. Whatever questions, concern we have. Regardless of time. Rega- yes. You'll answer and you'll help that individual out. I've personally experienced that twice. And you know both situations. I'm not going to publicly. Same here. Uh, yeah. And it's nothing illegal. It was nothing like, hey, Artie. I have you? never reached yeah. out, Artie. It was a base. The check didn't bounce. Yeah. But, but the issue that I personally have with you, and I'm saying this man to man, is you are way too neutral. You have to pick a side, man. You can't be, well, First Amendment writes this. You should call them over. No, as a, a see, I stand, everybody knows where I stand. Everybody knows where Arno stands. Everybody knows where, where Edgar. Where I stand is I stand up for family values. I don't care. I, I will never say, well, you know, that's a private event. Because you know what private event is now leaking into public? What's happening is now kids are being exposed to guys in their nudes. And that's all okay too, because I you do, know I believe in protecting children. I believe that children you? should be watching and reading things. We're getting into something new right now. So, the, were you okay with Pickle doing a private event at Adam Square Park, reading to children? If if there were people that were willing to have their children there, that's absolutely their. Why isn't is. Pickle reading to elderly people? I think that they should listen. I personally don't. So then, see why pick so children? Say so, that. So say that is wrong. What I would say. Like, is it I wrong that, that he's reading to <laughs> children? A grown man dressed as there, a there woman. There is, I'm sure, an audience for it. I personally think that there, I see that, I see that there's a lot more things I think that we could be teaching children in our schools. And I think you and I have spoken about this. We've talked about test scores. We've talked about yes. performance. Whereas I think on the priority of things, I don't necessarily see the value in drag story times. There that is other no people value. See. I said, I don't see the value in it the same way someone else might. I think there's four so, of us here that don't see any value in it. Okay, Zero. and that's fine. But I think that at the same time, you asked about people who had a person at a private event. And I think that if they want to Look, take their children, there are people who may want to take their children to that. And that's fine. Are, let me, concern let is me this, explain one thing. So, Sorry, let me, say, well, let me say one thing. That, uh, Your my, private my, event thing, I get it. I totally understand it. Okay. Do you want to, You want to go and... Blow somebody at a private event inside wow. Vertigo, oh, by all geez. means, go do whatever the hell you want. All right. But the issue here is exactly what Armun says. When you have private events being spewed into public and social media, and you have the Armenian Taras being spread out and basically mocked on and stepped on, that's where the issue arises. Bro, it's no different than when you, already when you keep on saying- But I think, look, look here's the thing. I would be just as upset or offended if it was being done at a straight event as it would be done at a event. Well, yeah, if it, was, if it was a but straight, we, if it was like, a straight so, so woman dancing so in a so thought, hold on. If so it there's was a, appropriateness, Artie, right? If it was a straight woman, Armenian woman, beautiful Armenian woman, straight, dancing in that same thought and then stripping off and collecting tips, 
We'd have the same. We'd have the issue. same. Okay. Same, same discussion. This is not a gay or transgender Then have that. Then have that. Well, because but, but it, here's gets, the issue it gets again. painted as that. No, no. It gets painted you, as that because that's the event no, that took no, no. place. Here, here's the issue again. Going back, you're saying, well, if the parents take their kids, it's their right. No. Are you okay? What's the difference between a parent taking their child to a drag sh- to to a drag reading book uh, show versus sponsored by the city of Glendale? Yes, versus a parent sexually trafficking their kids. What's the difference, honestly? Oh my goodness. No, no, what's oh the difference? What That's, is the difference? Uh, Tell a, me. I think that there's one a big step, difference. one step. What those parents are doing is bringing their kids to the next level. Why why can't you condemn the fact that you want the same? Okay, can I ask one thing now? I think, look, if we're talking about, I mean, I know you guys have talked about parental rights on this program. Parental rights is something that gets talked about often um, in, in the community now. Like, you know, if it's parental rights, then. You know, that parent, it could be uh, two guardians of the same sex of a child that they're raising together. Which or we parent. have no problem with, Artie. Okay, so, Artie, you know, we've had gay how, people if here. If they're going to take their kid to a, a drag book reading, then, I mean, then that was just, it, it shouldn't be on the event, city dollar. Okay, let them spend wait, their own money. It shouldn't event, be on the city that dollar. That event was sponsored by the city of Glendale, yes or no? Uh, I believe there was the parts library. of it yeah, that were sponsored. I mean, it was, it was plastered on there. That event was canceled, and the the Glendale Public Library put out a statement saying the event is canceled. That was event it? still took place. Yep. And pickle. It was it was it was um, supported and sponsored by individuals who had helped organize that event, and it was part of the pride activities that were taking place. Sponsored the by the Glendale and Public look, Library. I will also go further and now, say. Wait. Look, let, let me let me say, say let me say let me let me say this though. Let me finish what I'm saying though. It, the event still took place. Mm-hmm. They still rode out to Adam Square Park. Pickle read to children. Continue. Okay. okay. And, and, what, what's the, end, and what's the worst thing that came and, of that? And at the end, mocked parents okay. on social media what's, what's, saying like, ha, ha, ha. I mean, I, I'll, I'll do it again. I, if I, I don't to. follow whoever that is on social media. I don't care to follow that. There's, well, your colleagues do. Um, listen, I'm not my colleagues. I'm oh, not no, no, here talking I'm about sh- my colleagues. My question to you would be, um, what would you want people who identify as LGBT in Glendale to do instead? What do you want them to do? You, well, see, you obviously have strong opinions about it. So Artie, my problem starts with the T. The LGB, that's okay. Let them do their thing. But with these trans people pushing their so, shit on my kids, I'm done. So how do we We're how do we decide? Up. So are we here to decide like who gets to be an American and have constitutional no, rights? No, no, no. They doesn't? can have their rights, but don't push it on but my kids. But I mean, kids. it sounds like that's what we're no. trying to do. No, no, so no, who no, gets? No. I'm just Artie, curious. Who no. gets to so have it? And parents, parents, this is the what, parents this is what it is. that went from the school to the city council. So, I remember it was just city council. Parents were hacking the city council. Right? They were going in there asking for their rights. They started coming at city council. No. Okay. Thing, the school district. Okay. School district started leading into the city council. The parents that were coming there, standing up for their kids' rights, the city council council was shutting them down. Especially Mayor Brotman well, looks at Armenians as if we don't exist. I've made myself and he available. Will be gone, I've I made myself you. available to any parent, any individual, any resident who wants to talk about whatever issue that they want to talk about. That's why whether it's related you, to the schools or to the city. I will sit there and as, and listen as best I can for as long as I can. We had one instance where an individual came by with their daughter, spoke at a council meeting, left before we could even, after the meeting, approach them and talk to them, which we do 
I do often. Before I had even gotten home, I think the video of that person speaking was up on YouTube. And I, so here's the thing. Are we trying to address issues or are we just engaged in performative um, activism where we want people to draw attention no. to what we're talking about. If you're asking the wise nuts, if you're asking the wise nuts, if people want to have a conversation, I'm, I'm willing to sit down as a parent, as a Glendale resident and talk about what are your concerns? What are the issues? How do we get to a common ground? But if your goal is just to say, just to point a finger and say, this person is doing this or that colleague of yours is doing that, we're not going to get to any type of solution. Do you, How do we make our community better? Okay. How do we make it safer? How do we make it better where everyone feels valued, regardless of who they are, where they immigrated from, how long they lived here, how much money they have, what kind of a house they live in or who they love? Let's just be honest. Let's figure out how do we make Glenn. We have a lot of problems. And look, especially as Armenians, what troubles me about these discussions and these distractions is we're right now seeing existential threats to our people. I feel like an endangered species on this planet. And you I feel as like in an Armenian, as or? an Armenian American, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I feel like there's very few people listening to us. And so when we turn on each other and say, this type of Armenian doesn't qualify as an Armenian, or this person is less or that, when, I'm not saying you, when but, you there, hear but there from are, us. I'm not saying from you. Okay. I'm not saying from you. I'm not saying from you. I'm just saying that, but can we agree that that happens? Of course it can. Can we do that too? We're against that specific thing okay. as well. Can we, can we do this one thing? Can we stop with all this labeling? I agree. I think the labeling. Do you know is why? Bad. Because here's what's going on with this. Where there's the labeling, and you just mentioned that the poor class, the rich class, the Armenians, the Hispanics, the Koreans, the LGBTQ, all this labeling stuff. Whereas when two, when an Armenian and a Hispanic or a Latino sit down together have a conversation, there is no labeling. When a Korean and an Armenian sit down together, there is no labeling. But when you sit down with somebody who's part of this quote unquote this LGBTQ community, the first thing that comes up is pronouns. Uh, he, uh, I identify as this, I identify okay. as that. And Gray James, Jennifer Heaslip, went on, on, on a podcast and said, <laughs> the one way to infiltrate Glendale is through the school system. Did yes you, or no? Did you see did that? Did you see that? I sent it to you. Okay. I haven't looked at the entire interview in its entirety. I know you sent me a clip. And, and he said, with the help of she, Alicia, well, she, listen, with the help of, uh, what's her name? So Alicia Harris. Alicia Harris. So I will, I will why is why is why is Gray James Jennifer Heaslip going on a podcast and saying the only way to infiltrate Glendale is to go through the school I system? I, I would like to see that statement in its full context. It's, I will it's, tell it's you it's that three minutes. I can I will, put it I will on. Watch tell it. you that James, James mentioned I, this. I will, go to where the kids are. Look, I can tell you that if the issue is making sure that we are raising children that are respectful, I'm for that. And so I would hope that everyone else is also for that because look, I will tell you that a lot of this has drawn a lot of national attention. The issue of identity, about gender, about, you know, spectrum and whatever else. Yeah, because it's ultimately, being shoved down people's look, throat. Ultimately, That's why, ultimately I'll tell you, it's it hasn't been shoved down my throat. I can tell you that I've just been living my life. I don't know what your algorithms are on your social media, but most of my stuff on my social media is about camping videos, survival videos, cooking videos, and you know, I don't know, living uh, off the grid videos. Because sometimes, like the 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 world I'm in today makes me feel like I want to unplug and 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 live in a simpler simpler place. 
I think everyone is trying to fight their specific crusade and feel that their their position is more righteous than the other. And I'll and I'll take it one step further. I, I think people have drawn these political battle lines and want to believe that righteousness is more on their side than on the other person's side, both on the right and the left. And everyone wants to cancel each other for various reasons. And I know you guys are probably looking through questions and no, no, no. scrolling. I'm reminded of it's a lot so, of questions. So, so Abraham Lincoln ends up, you know, this is a story from history where Abraham Lincoln goes to a battlefront and meets with his generals right before a large military engagement. And the generals tell him, um, President Lincoln, would you join us in prayer? And Abraham Lincoln says, I'd like, you know, what are we praying for? And the generals say, we're praying that God is on our side. And he said, I won't join you in that prayer, but I will pray that we are on God's side. And ultimately, I think that, you know, we each want to believe that our side is right. But the question I have, I try to ask questions and I try to be more curious than judgmental. If there is someone that is identifying as, you know, they're transgender, whatever, I want to know, okay, well, what is that person's experience? What can we do as a society to make you safe and feel included, right? As a human being, as a human being, right? Because there are people who sometimes can't um, identify, like people want, I want every Glendale resident to feel valued and feel safe. Artie, I want people the to same be able to walk amount down the of people were gay and transgender when you and I were growing up. The fact that we are ready to give them platform when they make up less than 1% of the population population but they have a louder voice than you and i do that's where i have a problem with this let them be gay so is it more about the voice don't push have? it down our uh, throats don't push it on my kids leave my kids alone that's all i want let them close their door and do three but four you do guys but you do time. but you, you want to grow up to be respectful of people my right? kids are respectful okay. No matter what, my kids get more pressure today than those LGBT kids today because my daughter at school was made fun of because everyone knows her stance that she doesn't how give does a that, shit. How does that even come up in, in conversation? Because kids today kids. kids will push. So remember but, I mean, when but we kids had are, the, But kids can be bullies too, right? Of course they can be bullies. My kid can't get bullied. She'll beat the mm. shit out of them. That's the problem. They know they can't bully her I mean, physically, my, but with words... Oh, are you against the LGBT? She said, I respect everyone. That's her answer. Okay, I respect good, everyone. Good, can good. we play the video of Gray James? I, well, let me ask you this. You can play it. I'll watch it. But I want to make sure that is it a program in its entirety or is it a three minute clip from? Well, a watch program? all of Gray James of three minutes that. Okay. Gray and, James what, and, what, and what program is it? A it's, part on, of? it's on Glendale Out's YouTube channel and it's a podcast that Gray James is. So turn the volume up on there as well. By the way, I know people are like, my, my phone's vibrating, my wrist's vibrating. I'm sorry if you're watching and you're trying to text me. I'm not looking at my phone. And create so. their own little niches for Go their No, no, I don't want to. And, I'll, I'll look at it after the program. I'm sure there's going to be people. About the history of Glendale Out. Like, how long has it been around? Uh, what's kind of been the overall mission of the of putting this together and kind of what you guys have and kind of give us a, just a little bit more of those details of kind of how it all started. We sort of, you know, I've lived in Glendale over 20 years 
And I'm from New York City, so to go from New York City to the environment of Glendale has that's been a shift. <laughs> that's a shift. That's a putting it nicely is, is it's a shift. Right. Um, I would soon discover that Glendale is an oddly conservative enclave within the Los Angeles region. Interesting. So yeah, so not all of LA is you know embracing of their queer community, and Glendale was a little bit challenging. Um, and there was no formed queer community. There's a lot of people who have who live here. Uh, it's a, there's an established community that is here, but they keep to themselves. It's mostly the older ones that I'm aware of, and um, it it just wasn't happening. And then we sort of tried to dabble in it a little bit, like dabble in queer, you know, and get it going. And there were some missteps and misfirings, and it didn't okay. quite go very smoothly. Um, we started doing like art shows and things like that. And through the art shows, we met um, Alicia from Glendale Unified School District. And okay. that's when we started working with the school district. That changed everything. Because oh, wow. Glen if, you're, if you want anything to succeed in Glendale, go through the school district. That's, yeah. the, that's, that's responding to the town you live in. Uh, and then things got better from there. It started moving more fo forward from there and got better. Well, and I, I think you kind of hit on some of the, the aspects of it, but for the, the queer community in Glendale, with it being more this type of uh, conservative neighborhood, what are some of the challenges that are faced with the queer community out there? Um, partly that the older established neighborhood doesn't want to get involved in, okay. in, in a broader sense. Um, there are some geopolitical issues where there are other you know, communities that live within Glendale that are themselves very conservative and church-based or religious or for whatever reasons. Okay. So there's that. And then um, it's that it just has never been here before. So we get a lot of responses, which circles around when anything is posted about anything that's posted in the news, like if there's a pride event being planned or if there's something happening, the, and you go into the comments, the comments are, well, why don't they just go to LA? Why do they have to do that here? Got okay, it. so I mean, so I don't know how much of it we want to listen to, but I mean, so so far, what what was wrong with what what was being? You said want to get there? something done in Glendale? Go through the schools. So I think that in reference to what an influence our schools can have, if you're talking about respecting um, people who are different or part of LGBT community, I think that there is something to be said about making sure that we raise children who are respectful of people with difference. That's what that's what he meant. I don't know what he meant. We can certainly ask him, but I can tell you that, you know, in terms of the influence that our schools have in raising good citizens and good people, I would hope that you guys would agree that's what our schools should do. Can I quote Artie, something? He said, we went go to where school the kids here. are. Artie, I went to GUSD okay. elementary, middle school and high school. Okay. I had gay teachers in elementary, middle uh -huh. school and high school. These people didn't push what they were on us as students. I don't. But today it's not the case. Where? How? All of them. The where? teachers are not who they used to be when you and I went to school here. What? Which They're not. Ones? Like, which ones? Can I ask you something? What are you, you have? You have yeah. um, two kids? I have one. One. Yeah. Okay. Would you. And, and he's in a Glendale public okay. school. Would you trust her alone with your son? Uh, Gray James? Yeah. That's not a hurt. That's a man. I have no reason to not trust Gray James. What That's a you, man. No, it's what a woman. So, a, you'd be okay. a woman? Wow. Yeah. Based on what? Based on what? What have they done? He's admitting to infiltrating the Glendale community, well, you guys being think oddly conservative. Uh-huh. Church-based going right? crowd. Church-based going crowd. Okay. You, 
Artie, you're a very smart man. Stop playing the neutral game. No, please. no, it's not like, neutral. You got to pick just, a side. Look, man. I'm trying to be. You, you, no, you're, you're trying as, to be. You're, you're trying to be a politician. No, don't. So, so what would be, be the alternative? Speak as a father. Don't speak as a politician. As a father, you you're gonna look into my eyes and tell for, me you're, for you're me, comfortable for me, with this jackass for me, spending time for, with your son alone. Listen, for me, it's a matter of case by case basis as to who I feel comfortable with my child being around and I, it has nothing to do with a person's orientation or place of origin. And look, it, it, it is not, I think up for debate to say just because you identify as X, Y, or Z, you are not allowed um, near my child. It, it is, especially if it's someone that is an, like everyone who's hired by the school, I would like to believe has been vetted, goes through background checks, thumbprints, and I am very comfortable we, we with the experienced, people. We so, experienced the vetting process. But let me ask you this. Why wouldn't ago? you feel comfortable be with the person a, with your children? Be because, see, you're oversimplifying. You're just saying, well, I don't even know what to call him, her. It. It's a transgender. No, listen, I think okay, we need on. to be respectful no, of no, human because beings. You're, and you're they're saying, a person, and no, I think no. that... You know that person may not be someone anyone that going you, after my kids. I will defend my kids but against going anything. After, Look, yes. when an, a grown ass adult wants to infiltrate the school district, which is full of kids, it's not a bank says heist. It took, of course, it is. It's a moral heist. It's a moral heist. That's but what, what it is. What is it that they're heisting? <laughs> what is it the that, innocence of our children? Yes. Look, easily. I think that there's a certain point where you need to have frank conversation with young people, whether it's in high school about what? or whatever. That you have about, the option to cut your penis off? No, That's a frank no, conversation? No, 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 I think you need to talk about, you know, what? being respectful of people and people's differences. I promise you, our kids are more respectful than the kids that are brought I up hope so. in those families. I hope so. I hope so. Because I know of a lot of children and a lot of families and a lot of adults who are not, who are not very tolerant, who are not very... I could uh, not accepting. be tolerant. But this isn't about very, you, but listen, you're, you're okay, taking yourself and, and I am and putting taking it on myself because you're saying shoes. we're not. Look, I'm not tolerant, but that doesn't mean my kids. Do are you guys condone violence against no people who are? I don't. Okay. I don't yeah. condone violence. Okay, against we don't anyone. condone violence to anybody. So absolutely great. That's good. But that doesn't mean I have you know, to the, accept the someone's way of well, life for them. That's their life. You know what's ironic? Private to them. If ten years ago we asked already the same question. He would you allow would answer. you allow a grown ass man to be in speedos in front of any children? We'd be like, no, fuck no. We would call the police on him. Now all of a sudden, well, where is that happening? He's though? only reading a book, and if the parents are okay with it, it we we've become. Look, there, say, there, there there are people who are totally fine with taking their children to certain events that I would not be comfortable taking my child to. But that's. Can you give one example? I mean, I think that anywhere where there's gratuitous sexual displays, whether it's uh, gay, heterosexual, or any exactly. other type. Artie, oh. I will agree with you on this. Oh. Listen, even straight people, if they're being too much in public, I get uncomfortable with that too. I now, think that if you're a straight couple holding hands walking down the street, or if you're a gay couple holding hands walking down the street, that's none of my business. But if you're going to eat each other's faces in front of my kids, I'm going to say something. 
I don't care what you're gay, straight. I mean, look, I, 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 personally, I personally also get offended when someone smokes cigarettes in front of kids. I smoke. I think I smoke. I, I don't smoke in a car with my kids. In I there. think I think that there's a lot of things that we need to um, try and protect uh, the young people from, and be good examples and good stewards and try to raise them in ways where again they're respectful of everyone else but anyways i think at at the end of the day you know what it comes down to it comes down to people having certain morals certain values certain beliefs and what's happening is there's a certain community that's trying to diminish and destroy those morals values and beliefs and principles but i mean that you say like they're trying to destroy as though a lot of these people just don't want to live their lives just themselves can i give you let me give you an example my wife and I, we've been married for a very long time, 10, 10 years, okay? You can call and ask You're my wife. Rookie, I have never cursed an Armenian in front of my wife. 10 years we've been married. Why? Because that is what my morals and values, and that's what my father has taught yeah. me to not curse in the mother tongue. I've never cursed an Armenian in front of her. Okay. I've cursed in English, but right. you know what? There are certain people that'll say, ah, mm-hmm. you know, who gives a shit? Just do it, just do it. But no, those are my values. Yeah. Those are my morals. Okay. That's what I believe in, right? If you don't believe in what I believe mm-hmm. in, so be it. That's to you. But this is what I believe in. Am I going to do that? No. This is the same thing. My values and my beliefs are what belongs in my household. Will I push my values and beliefs on so, you? So, no, I won't. So Why? You're, because you're, you have your so own you're, beliefs. You're a parent of a child in a public school, right? Correct. What's What's happening in the public school that is so concerning to you right now that you've experienced yourself? There are books child. inside those libraries that shouldn't belong that don't belong in those elementary okay. schools. I, I would, you know, I'd like to know more about those books. I oh, you, them, I but, could, but you I, and I no, can go visit the principal. Okay. Yeah, That's and fine. we could sit there and we actually called, asked her. We said, "Why are these books available?" and she vetted those books out and we said, where did they come from? Well, they were donated. Donated by who? Who donated those books? Probably Kelly King. Okay. You see what I mean? What's what's the next topic of conversation? What do we want we'll, to talk We'll get about? to the next one. But so would it How are we be, on time, by the way? We're good. We're good, Hardy. We're good. Don't worry. Oh my God. Not we're good, anywhere. buddy. We're good. I, I, I called in sick for you for tomorrow. Besides, <laughs> if, if, I think I, I, if, Howard, I if Howard can sit here four my, hours, my, my, you should be. My, 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 my car you. turns into a pumpkin at, at 10 p.m. So. It's okay. I'll give you a ride. So, Artie, would it, why can't we then... Um, I, I want my kids to have one hour Bible study in the public schools every single day. Can we, can we do that? I think you can, as long as it's not part of the actual curriculum. There's a law that says that you can have... Um, religion-based groups, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not, um, I want to say exclusionary. There is a specific rule. It's the exclusionary clause. And obviously, um, it says that you can, no religion can be, I'll have to look up what the exclusionary clause is uh, constitutionally. But yeah, you can have uh, a Christian club in a school where you can read the Bible. Now, if you're talking about having to be part of the curriculum, that's a totally different issue. So why not have a transgender club instead of enforcing it on every single child? I mean, why not? Why exactly. not have those clubs? Have the have that club. No, they have the clubs and they still force it on every child. That's the problem. They it's have the clubs. Whammy. They have the clubs. Now <laughs> you see what I mean, Artie? You, there has, but you do, but there you, has to be But you're a, okay with the association and for people to because I remember back listen, in the day I listen, don't know. Listen, 20% of my staff is gay. I have none of us have I don't know. I mean, we're not I don't have to. Man. I don't have to prove I'm anti-gay. Bro, we're, we're backing a gay candidate. I have a gay exactly. clientele. Like, 
this has nothing to do with what you want to do as an adult. What I have an issue with is when bills, laws are being passed, when a child, it takes half an hour for a child to go into a physician's office and get prescribed puberty blockers. That 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 has to be legal, look, look, man. As, that, that, as a parent, I struck. I really, really question some of the issues with some of the. And if you and, and, and if you that, think that, this is all bullshit, no, no. Listen, uh, I can share. Look, I can tell you as a you. look as a as a parent again. I question and struggle with the issues that people face when they say that they have a child that identifies as this or that. I can tell you that. I, I'm not part of that family. I am not in the dining room or in their home when they're having those conversations. I can only imagine how challenging and difficult it is. And, you know, I think that any of us can try and put ourselves in the shoes of that parent. I do think that parents should be involved in their child lives and know what is happening with their kid. And I, I can, I can only imagine that's not a decision that's made lightly. And I, and I hesitate to condone things that alter a child's, whether it's chemistry and biology until that child's prefrontal cortex is developed and they understand fully the consequences of their decisions and what happens to them. But again, it's something that I struggle with. And I will tell you that there's a lot of things that I've grown in my life that I held one view on. And then over time, it's evolved into another, not because of political reasons, but just because of of my experience and my understanding reasons. So and, you believe in parental rights? Well, abs- I believe that the relationship, it, I, I don't know what you define as parent, parental rights. I'll tell you what I believe. I believe that the relationship, the bond between a parent and a child is the strongest bond on this earth. Are you the main character in your child's life? I'm one of two. So the Telly mother Tez, being the other one, correct? So Telly Tez, who's running for school board, on air, on a podcast. You know what he said? Mm. He said, as a parent, I'm not the main character in my child's life. And this is the person that and wants to And this is the person for... that's running for school board against uh, so, Jordan Henry in District So I don't know what, again, I don't want to talk about what other candidates have said. I don't want to get into it. I I'm, know, just, I, I'm just I've asking I've met Telly. You. I know he's a parent of two kids. Um, I know that a lot of the people in, in these races have children. Let me talk about what my but relationship is. would you endorse is. somebody like that? Let me ask you that. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I need to know more about the person's views, but I believe that Telitse is a decent person. Wait, 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 realize that like when we drop our kids off at school, sometimes they see their teachers more than they see us, right? I see my kid for an hour and a half in the morning, and then I see them for a brief period in the evening. I obviously spend more time with them on the weekend, but the reality of it is like there are other influences in our children's lives, not the least of which is just school. I mean, you can go on Google, you can go on YouTube, and you see what these kids are watching and experiencing, but I think that the parent is the primary guardian protector um, person in a child's life. And that is very, very important in and, a child's upbringing. And he said the opposite of what you just said. Well, you know, we'll have a conversation. He basically that. said that the main character in my life is, I, I'm not the main character in my, in my child's life. And when they asked about parental privacy, I would, I would, when they asked about privacy, yeah. they said, is a, is a child, is a, does a child have pri- 
privacy against their parents. He said, absolutely. As in, your kid can can be can hold things. Well, could, no, could, could, well, could, pro, could basically. Well, you, let's, you, I don't you, even know how to. You, I don't you, even know how to word it. Can, 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 can we all agree? Can we all agree that not all parents are necessarily good parents, and there are times when a child does need to rely on someone outside of the family structure. You're or, right. So okay, now yes. what I'm, what I'm right. saying this, what I I'm mean, saying, we're not, I'm not saying it's the, it's the predominant norm or look, what there should are, be accepted. There are terrible there moms. Are, yeah. There are terrible dads. Yeah. There are terrible and kids. There are terrible police officers. There are terrible firefighters. There are terrible council sure. members. Good. But I'm glad. Terrible podcasters, terrible realtors, terrible hospice owners, terrible everything. But anyways, what I, what my question and concern is this now, I asked you if you know the, you're the main character of your child's life. You said it's not only you, but you said it's your wife as well, mm-hmm. which Armand could agree with, Edgar could agree 100%. with, I can agree with, because we are the main characters of our child's life. They are our offspring, right? Mm-hmm. We're raising these children to become better people to not only yeah. their family but to, to the community. When you have somebody who's running for school board saying that I'm not the main character of my child's life, well, not I, according to AB six six five, you're not. According to AB six six five, I'm not, but. Yeah. AB that individual kiss my ass. is running for school board. God knows what else they're thinking in their heads as far as parental rights and student rights and teacher rights. Okay, so would you you would but you could you would endorse him? I would consider it. It would depend on all the other issues <laughs> as well. And I think that if the person listen, I Party, need to know. You're too, you're, would you endorse? Because look, I'm not. Man. I'm not as as. Close-minded, just to say, okay, because you're giving close, me, you're giving what, me a statement. So you're us you're, t- you're giving already? me one statement. I mean, listen, honestly, sometimes I feel like you guys can be. Doesn't mean I judge you by it entirely. I it's mean, okay I think I'm do. more open-minded on something. I mean, than you're you are, and you're entitled to that opinion. See, you know, <laughs> on specific and, things, and, I might and be probably, even more probably, probably. But I think that you know, and listen, by far, I do not think I'm a better person than anyone. No, I do not think that I am necessarily more open-minded than you. I, I believe that, you know, I'm a flawed human being that As we tries all are. to Artie, we all improve are. myself. Thanks for the drugs, Artie, by the way. I know. You guys went through that whole thing. You did camp. this on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> well, you guys are the wise nuts, so we have to Can I nuts. play the video um, so Artie could hear what Soul Artie, says? Artie was I, I, saying. Can, can we just move on to a city-related issue so it, we it, can it talk is, this about is it? This is city-related. This is our city. All right. Can I play the Can I play the video? I'm, getting, the audio. Also, I'm also running on fumes, but sure, play. I know. Sorry, Artie. We love you, too. Comfortable. There's ever a situation where my children feel more comfortable uh, telling something to an educator before to their teacher before they, they do to me. Okay, um, that's fair. You know, right? I, I have to be okay with that, right? This is I'm not the main character in my child's life, right? It, they are the main character in their own lives, and so you know, the most important thing is that they feel safe, they feel happy. Right? Okay, that takes precedence over whatever comfort um, you know I have to have as a as a parent. Does a child have a right to privacy? Absolutely. From their parents. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's tough, but, but as a parent, yes, we have to respect their right to privacy. So mm-hmm. here's, here's what I would tell you. I think that there are very rare instances where, like, we know that there's therapists for children. There's abusive families where kids- There are therapists for children, right? And so there, I don't know. Any of you who have had maybe you actually you guys have had a child therapist on this program. Yes, we have. Nora, we've had, mul- we've had, we've had multiple therapists, and I think that they would be better equipped to talk about this privacy from parents. But I think that is an instance where that comes into play. And I'll tell you, as a parent, 
I struggle with that because if my, if, you know, if you're a parent and your child's going through therapy, then, you know, I would want the parent to know what was discussed, right, in those sessions. But I don't know if there is laws that dictate as to whether the parent can know what's discussed. So, I mean, I don't know in terms of the privacy of a child. I think it's very shaky, tenuous, and um, troublesome ground, right? It's very hard for a parent to reconcile themselves with that reality because I, like you, want to know every aspect of what's happening. How old's your oldest? Six. Six, okay. And and my son just turned nine. I want to know everything about what's going on in his if life. Sometimes he doesn't want to tell me. If your child misbehaves in school or gets I sus- want to know, it, absolutely. It gets if, if, yeah, absolutely. Or absolutely. gets into a fight. Absolutely. What if what if they basically pass a law where they say, you know what, but um, you don't, we don't need to tell your parents. Are you okay with us not telling your parents? I, say, think, hey, I, I think that there is. I think that there should be a very narrow area of events where the parent is not told what is happening. So a fight is less important than changing their your gender. What do you mean? So if a kid gets into a fight, you want priority. You want to know that absolutely, your kid got, but. A kid going to the principal or counselor saying, "Listen, I see." Think so, for instance, look, you keep you, bring in, as, you keep you keep bringing that up, and I think that you know, again, I don't know if I'm the best equipped person to have this conversation, but I can tell you, as a parent, I would like to know. I want to know if my child is struggling with anything psychologically or whatever. My instinct as a parent is to want to know what's happening. But you have individuals who are wanting to sit in certain seats on school boards that want to take that privacy. Artie, we're asking you as a, again, as a father, not as a And I've answered it. I feel, like I've, I feel like I've been because very open be, and fair in my answer. No, you have. And, and I don't think that well, I'm, no, I'm trying of, to be evasive. And you, are and you guys are like, the think. next question is no, because you guys want to know what my support is of this person or that person. And look, at the end of the day, political support isn't just based on one thing. Right. It's and based and on I your think values. and I think it's based on our values, but also how those values are put into practice. And, and party. sometimes and party. You, no, I think that look, no first party, of all, no party. I, I think that look, if you were to ask me about the presidential race today as it stands, based on how our White House currently acted towards the annihilation and eradication of the Armenians in Artsakh and the apathy that was expressed and the lack of support to end that humanitarian crisis, I struggle with supporting the president for re-election. Screw the president. I'm talking listen, about no, no, local, no. So, local level. So wait, listen, I'm telling you, but the question becomes then what is the alternative? Do I believe the alternative is going to be better? No, I think And I think the that's same. the problem right now is that we have this black and white, red versus blue, um, very winner take all or nothing approach to politics, which is not necessarily what the reality is. But you'll probably still vote for Biden. Um, honestly, if it's between him and Trump, yes, bro. No, no. I may, I may leave the white, I may leave the presidency blank. I respect really? that. I respect that. That's honestly, a very Edgar move. Honestly, yeah, Edgar I, move. no, no, listen. And, and that is my right as an American to yes, do that. Absolutely. I'd say I'm because the, I, I feel, I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed on the on this in the sense of human rights. Um, I don't believe that the alternative is going to be any better if it's who I think is going to be the nominee. And the question becomes, why would I um, support the further eradication of 
um, the Armenian nation, which I think has done nothing to deserve what it has has befallen it. But the well, last look, we regardless all, of conservative, but, but again, you guys are asking me to make a a choice. It's like, would you vote for but, this or would no, you vote no, for but that? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I do a lot of things. You do on the national level. I agree with you on that. You know, the, if it was this guy or that guy, I don't see the difference. Yeah, I don't either. You know, regardless of conservative, Republican, but I, but I don't or, know if you guys believe Democrat. that. Do you really believe that? I really I feel do. Like you, you guys really, are very. When it comes to Armenia, Trump's not going to do anything comes for Armenia. Armenia. You think Trump's any better? We know that. Shit. Shit. I don't vote on a president okay. based on Armenia. I vote on a president based on here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you have to be. Let me ask, you uh, have to be silly okay, to I, think. I'll admit I vote according to Armenia. All right. These guys won't. Okay. But I will admit I vote according I mean, to what I, I, I think is best for horrible. You're never going to vote for president. I get it, guys. We've had this conversation before already. We have the same conversation on our personal messages, you yeah. know? And we don't agree on that matter. I will vote Democrat and Republican. I vote for the person, not the party. Yeah. If you ask me, and I think most the Americans Democrats probably and the Republicans well. shouldn't exist. I'm for the abolish, abolishment of both. Democrats and Republicans. Do you, are you old enough to remember Ross Perot? Yes, he's okay. the one guy in politics. <laughs> I, well, knew, I okay. knew he would like Ross. Perot. Definitely. You Besides like Ross Perot, you, you know, know I think Ross Perot raised a lot of interesting they issues. Changed, not the least of which well, was they changed voting laws because of this man. I think he got twenty percent of the national. They changed vote. voting he's laws because of one person in the independent party that actually got or what was Do he? You was, remember Ross Perot? I mean, I was a kid. He's right on it. But here's him. the thing. I was My a kid. Favorite, I remember like the Ross Perot as far as that old man kind of. Yeah. Uh, everybody was like, Funded oh, himself. Know. Doctor. Amazing. Look, but, I, I think that there is definitely room. And in America, there needs to be a serious conversation about an alternative third party movement. Yes. Um, yes I think one that can bring... Ron Paul. No, I don't know if Ron Paul, Rand Paul. Not Rand. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Not Rand Paul. Rand Paul is another puppet. Ron, Ron Paul, Paul was the father. one man that I wish was president in this country. I think that, and let me can I agree on this. I one. think that we need to have more than just two parties in this country. I think that there's um, a lot of potential for that because I think what happens is if you're seen as associating with either party, you're also perceived as agreeing with everything in that party's platform, which, which is terrible. I don't think is necessarily well, the case. Did you for most did you Americans. live better during the Trump administration or the Biden administration? Um. Honestly, I haven't on noticed a on, a, on a financial note. I don't. I. I. am being completely honest with you. you I don't think. I mean, and, and, and look, po poli in political science, there is the concept of in America, like we have pretty um, strong stability in terms of uh, the continuity of our government. Obviously, um, after Trump's presidency, that was a little bit in danger with. Um, some of the actions uh, that took place uh, on the Capitol, and I was concerned about that. Oh, but the overall, actions that they compared to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, right? I think That's that, pathetic, well, right? definitely not Pearl Harbor, but I think that what it was what it was, was a, a, a sad and low point in American democracy. And if you are not in agreement with that, if you can't see that what happened was inappropriate. The capital, the capital put aside, did you live comfortable during the Trump administration or are you living comfortably now? When it comes to on a financial note, economic note, everything. I mean, all, all the that. economic indicators show that the country is doing well. I'm I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily. Country, because you can live I, in the I Midwest see, off the land. I can tell you. you no, how does your wallet answer, feel? How does your wallet feel? Yeah. I mean, again, it's the same. It's, it's a little lighter. Really? No, I, I don't think it is. But It's not lighter? Not, but when I you go to Costco, it's not lighter? 
Well, the inflation has gone up. We've had record inflation. But due to? Due to what? Trump. Due to- it was a Trump. Oh, was it Trump? Trump? Oh, I, I thought no, Biden I, was I one giving no, out no, the checks. Look, no. let's forget the presidentials. We have a, a lot of people asking a very simple, and don't deter this to a specialist again. It's a biological question. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Can men get pregnant? Um, no, I don't know. if No, why? What is? Who's asking that and why? A lot of people well, are asking. It's a simple question. It's a very simple question. I mean, you know, there's a documentary why, about that. You guys have doctors on this. Ask them. I can tell you that well, from what I've studied in biology, there is a, the the when male and female species. Why am I even having this conversation? Okay, how many like, genders what, are there? <sighs> yeah, Artie's like, what do you mean? On, Artie? Artie, this is a simple question. Do you, want, do you want me to explain to you about the birds and the bees now? How many like, genders? Are, what, are, 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 how many genders? It's a are simple there? question. But, I mean, but you you're, you're be asking it because you're, you're ask, answering. No, we're not. It, it's not a lead-on question. I mean, it's if just, your question is not, how I life is, you if, your, if your question is how life is created, can you ask me the same question? Ask him. Can you ask me the same question? Let's see what he said. No, no. Listen. How many genders are there? No, no. The first one I asked him. I believe that I believe that there are biologically. And I hope I'm using these terms correctly, two genders. But there are people who can identify as another gender. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have all of the biological makings of the gender they, they identify as. But I am willing to respect everyone for who they are and what they are. So, so if, if, a, if a woman... Is that, is that clear so, enough? Clear? So wait, if a woman transitions into a man... I don't want to have this says, conversation. Why, I want why you to call matter? me a man. Why, I gonna, think I answered the question. I think we're good. Well, you didn't answer my question, though. I, I said, think I did. I, yes that was no. very clear. We can go I'm back to the replay with this guy. Can, can a man get pregnant? It's a yes Look, or no. It's, I, I don't care. It's very simple. I don't care. You don't care. Okay. I mean, listen. Can a man get pregnant? I go to a church and i belong to a faith that believes a woman got pregnant without any type of sexual oh we're going back there so now you're <laughs> going all the way back That's there already, already, you know, already. The, the immaculate conception even that so. question you can't answer yes i mean you, you've huh? seen that clip where the guy onto... says i baked a pie and he says we don't have an oven so like, you see how silly that sounds mary so it's just, I mean, just look, as silly as if I mean, a man can get pregnant i think that um yeah i think look i don't think that a man can get pregnant but you don't it depends think so. on why you think that a man can so if who it, thinks that a man can get pregnant? Constantine, Constantine so. does. Well, I'm not here to because you're about to get Constantine if you if no, you listen, this I question. mean, <laughs> I am not <laughs> Arnie. Why can't you just say it's no, man can't get pregnant? Question. Why are you asking me a stupid question? Why yeah, can't you say your that? Answer should I mean, be Artie. stupid Artie, questions answer. get stupid answers. I mean, Artie, what do you want me or to or tell you? Vice versa, okay, that's Artie, a stupid question. If he asked me that question, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? If a Right? It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. Like, can Gray James get pregnant? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, and I don't care. If we put a hundred men, transgender, sorry, transgender women on an island and ten men, what would happen in a hundred years? I don't know. Why? Who, what? What? You what would find a hundred and ten dead men. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that what would happen? Yeah, if we put, but if we put hundred women and ten men, <laughs> Artie's, Artie's you like, would have a civil, civilization with Artie, thousands, of, up, thousands of kids. Why, and, why, Artie, these guys, mics are three hundred dollars each. You know, <laughs> you break it, you buy it. Break it. Uh, 
Already, can we can we talk about like raising better Armenian children and yes, how like we, we can. can tell them like well, not, to, okay, to, but then not to drive okay, not let's to drive let's not that. to drive like maniacs not to worship uh, you forget know, this stuff. Uh, capitalism. I already have a better and, question and, for and, you. The Armenian Museum in Glendale, why okay. did the construction stop? Uh, because they're going through phases of fundraising, and I think they're very close to resuming the second phase. Um, also, material. I mean, again, invite someone from the museum. Is that a good here. question? Talk about it. Yeah, it's a great question. Okay. Who can I, we invite? I from think the museum? that um, we can invite Sean, oh, but he Sean, wouldn't come here. Go. That's yeah. I'm sure you can hour. find other people who want to come. Well, I mean, the guys like ahead um, of like the. the but board, I would, I would say, I think that uh, they're on the verge of uh, launching the next phase. I'm excited to see um, that museum uh, achieve its completion, and I think it'll be a great uh, addition to the cultural scene here in Glendale. So you're a supporter of it? I'm a supporter, yeah. I think that, you know, we have a lot of things that we've contributed to this state. And I think that we need to enter this country and to its betterment. You know, if you follow my social media every Veterans Day, I try to highlight the contributions of Armenian American uh, veterans to this country's uh, history and survival and, um, you know, success. And, you know, we have... You know, I don't know how many people realize this, but during the Second World War, when there was a draft for people to serve, a lot of Armenians were um, exempt from that draft because they were considered to be, you know, especially the ones in the San Joaquin Valley who were in the farming industry were, were considered exempt because they were in an industry that was essential to the war effort. Despite that, many, many Armenians volunteered for service. And served in our military. In fact, in the Pacific Front against the Japanese Imperial Forces, the highest decorated Marine in World War II was an Armenian, Victor Malrakian. Um, had earned more medals than anyone from else. From the San Joaquin Valley. From right? San Joaquin Valley. He was actually from Fresno. He's buried in, in Fresno in a cemetery. They made a movie about him. He was he probably should have received the Medal of Honor uh, for his heroism during World War II. But again, the highest decorated U.S. Marine in World War II in the Pacific Front was an Armenian, Victor Malakian. And uh, the VA hospital in Fresno is named after him. after him. And his grandfather was, I think, even a Fedai back in uh, Western Armenia in the Ottoman Empire. But there's a lot of people like that. And I think that when we have an Armenian American museum, those types of stories will be passed on to our kids. So our children can grow up with a sense of self-respect of who they are and where they've come from. People who have served this state in public office, like Walter Karabian and George Dukmajian, who were the speaker of the deputy speaker of the assembly or majority leader, as well as um, governor of the state. Um, people like Chuck Puchigian and even people like um, Paul Krikorian and others. I mean, we have, and not just the, that, in arts, I mean, the chipmunks were created by the Arme- by Armenians. Ross Bagdasarian. From, from, yeah. from Fresno, yeah. From Fresno, yeah. I mean, the best, um, the best way to learn about Armenians is if you if you just go through Stepan Partamian's book about all the Armenian. Yeah, he's done a science. great yeah. job. And I don't think there's Ironically, nobody that. was whying, yes, buying yes, his books have, and he I had to throw them in the trash. As sad as that sounds... It's the truth. Uh, so here's my take on it. Uh, the museum? Okay. I respect your stance. I personally think if we had built a school instead. We do need to mo- build more schools. Thank you. That's it. And a lot of preschools and I think no, no, a no. lot of cultural I was talking about how I work really hard, but I can't afford to put my kids in Armenian private school. I can't afford it. You know, we have two schools mm-hmm. in Glendale Unified that are dual immersion. I don't live in Glendale. Okay. But you can still apply to send your kid there like many Armenians have and others. 
to have the program that they have, yeah, which yeah. is the one program at GUSD. Wait, have you not told him about, you sent no, your I know kid about to that program, that but program. you didn't tell him he could apply to I know about that okay. program. And I feel like that one program is the only accomplishment I've seen from GUSD in the last eight, nine years. It's a great program yeah. in two schools. No, it's in seven schools, no, but it's not just for Armenians. So we have it it's for Spanish, Korean, Korean, Italian, German, yeah. Japanese. It's a great program. Yeah. I wish I was in Glendale to take advantage I of it. I think other school districts now are following that model. And what's interesting is that the students that are in those programs um, complete the program with a higher language proficiency than if you were to go to a school that was teaching that language only one hour yeah. a day. It is remarkable. I don't know. Is your kid in that program? She is. Yeah. She's in the dual immersion program. Her Armenian has gotten phenomenal yeah, to the same. point where we actually speak English with her at home, yeah. unfortunately. Same. Uh, so same. her English doesn't weaken. And so my Armenian is Western Armenian. That's my default Armenian. Ours is Eastern. Call, yeah. And that's what and they so teach Armen, there. So my son is learning Eastern Armenian. And so I'm having to speak Eastern Armenian with him, which is kind of a interesting exercise for me because I, I, I try to speak Eastern Armenian, but it's much more interesting speaking with your son whose first language is English. Um, and I'm glad, and glad we're talking to him something positive too about the school. See, we eventually came around to... Saying something Already we have, I feel like every time we have these discussions, I always tell them, guys, we have more in common than we don't, I agree, yeah. you know, but, but it's about conversation. 100%. If we don't have conversation, nothing's going to get solved. My main problem is we cannot have our democratic Armenian leaders sitting with us. They will not sit here. That's our biggest flaw. I mean, you I mean, are here. one of the only, only ones. Well, you think Ellen would ever join us again? I don't know. Ask her. She why why am I having to block, have these conversations? You think Dan Brockman would be willing to sit here with us? I'm we just seeing how, many, we how much nuts are left. Stop deflecting the conversation, Artie. Artie, we would like to have Dan Brockman. Do you think Joe Rogan here. would have me on his podcast? Uh, we could look. We could have definitely asked you. <laughs> Why not? I mean, listen. That's essentially the question you're asking, right? Like, what do I care? Anyways, it's all my. All right, I've all right. gone ten minutes over than what I was able to do, but I'll stick around it's eight for another minutes ten already. minutes. It's eight. It's eight well, minutes already. Whatever. Ten thirty. I'm done. Your limit was two thirty. I mean, two and a half hours. It was actually two, but I'm I'm here as. Uh, I'm not gonna. He's saying a, three hours. I'm not gonna be go. here for four. Well, hours. We appreciate you having your phone upside down, unlike uh, other people who had it absolutely right side up, and we're reading comments okay. and. At Lynch. I mean, our, at the end of the day, can we look, talk about Glendale? I mean, we, I don't feel like we scratched Glendale, the surface of police. Glendale. You were talking about crime. You See, were talking Glendale, about. As far as Glendale police, police let's yeah, talk Glendale right. police. Glendale yeah. police is the, one of the best police departments in probably the state. They I, have, I think we have so. great biased, cops. Though. No, listen, we grew up in Glendale. Yeah. We had issues with GB, the Glendale police department. When what do you we think, were young. What do you guys think is causing the, the amount of. I mean, what's your guys' thoughts on Armenian youth nowadays, Armenian-American youth, especially like what they have as outlets, where they can go to congregate? I feel like I don't understand I'll tell you this what much. drives children so nowadays, the like kids the, the today, teens especially. Okay, the teens, when we were teenagers growing up in Glendale, we had more freedom than the teenagers do today. How so? Okay. We didn't have this as our babysitter. Uh, the teenagers okay. today technology. are in the technology with the video games and the phones. We would take a quarter as 13-year-olds and get on the beeline and go to the mall. That's what we had. We mm. would walk from the mall all the way home. They don't have that today. Reason okay. being, it's not as safe as it used to be. Not only Glendale, as a country. 
There's too much going on. It could be. Look, this is my personal thing. Glendale, when we were growing up, there was just as much crime in the country. But because we only had the newspaper and the nobody really read it. So we didn't know about all the crimes. We didn't know about all the kids missing. But today, everything is yeah, sent I to do you think so that quick. every little thing gets amplified. Exactly. But I and mean, there's also like real threats and real concerns, like in terms of, like, I mean, we talked about the schools. I, I don't know how you are as parents. I get very concerned and nervous about like, you know, school shootings and, and safety and every some kid day when a I drop off my kids. entering a school. Every day you worry about I mean, it. Too? Look, I have a mid- middle schooler and an okay. elementary school kid. So I have an 11 and a 12 year old almost. Okay. A couple of days. And every time I drop off my middle school daughter, as I'm leaving the school property, you know, drop yeah. off Hagashi, that's the first thing that goes through my mind. It's what goes, okay, we got to talk about, listen, I'm for bringing school resource officers back into our schools. I've been pushing for that. You talk about you know, police uh, expenditures. We're actually adding a SRO. Uh, we've had that conversation with the police chief. Um, what was that? Uh, Armenian some kid. Armenian, uh, no, some ignorant <clears throat> kid probably, someone who's... Oh, no. Not an By the way, you got quiet all of a sudden. I don't know what. I got. I got quiet he's because he was trying to figure out how a man gets pregnant. He's, uh, he's still thinking he, about. He's it. afraid of. Just leave you alone in your thoughts. <laughs> um, but I mean, listen. I, it is something that we have to. Um, I, I get very concerned because I I don't want to abridge anyone's right who feels like they. Um, want to own a, a firearm and and be a responsible gun owner, but I I do worry about you know ghost weapons and the proliferation and also like the aspect of how easily people um, can wipe. guns. No, how easily you can kill a lot of people with guns so quickly. Right? We look at these mass shooting incidents. So you're saying it's the I don't know what the answer you, is. No, let me ask you this, Artie. Do you think it's the guns that are the problems or the people that have their hands on the gun because the it's, gun to me is just a tool it you, is but it's also a tool a that's very specifically years, designed to fire i think it's both i think that the type of gun listen if if a person has a old-fashioned i think 18th century musket you know you're not going to kill a bunch of people very quickly let me ask right? you this um but um the instances where we've seen it, these people come armed. I'm sure many of you remember the North Hollywood bank robbery and where how the that cops were outgunned yeah. and out. Um, That's fine. And, and, that, and that, I, that, and that I type think of that, gun has never ever been used again. That was yeah, the first and last yeah. time. And, and so no. I think that one of the things we need to figure out is, first of all, why in our society we have these instances of gun violence. And you're right. It is a mental health issue as well. Like It's not That's just mental health on... Gun violence. It's also the you homeless know, you, situation, the unhoused, and people who. I mean, we have abandoned our responsibility in when it comes to appropriate you, mental health care. Has, has a government building ever had a mass shooting? There have been councils and events. Yeah, yeah, when? they were in half. Riverside had one. How long ago? In San Bernardino, well, you had the there something. Was, and there was yeah. mass shooting. Yeah, yeah. wasn't there, there one, the one in yeah, San yes, Bernardino? Yeah, the employee so I mean, but the, what's your point? Why, why do you ask that? You're saying if it's protected by the police with guns? No, 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 no. I'm not saying protected by the police. How often does that happen compared to school shootings? Much less. Um, statistically, I'd have to look at it, but we certainly hear about the school shootings more. And why is it that school shootings are more than governmental building shootings? I don't know where. I mean, it depends on how the like shooting was When I enter City done. Hall, who's at, who's standing there? 
at City Hall. We have a number of buildings. If you were the, to enter the, the main, main building, there's a... An individual there standing. Yeah, there's Perfect. someone he's, in the lobby. He's armed, yeah, right? I don't believe they are. He's not armed? I don't believe so. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I should check next time I walk through City Hall. I don't Artie, think, I honestly so don't think Artie, that they're armed. Second Amendment. But I also think that we should have, I mean, unfortunately, we live in an era where um, having metal detectors, but now you can even have weapons without it. I mean, I think that the Prime Minister of Japan uh, was shot by like a homemade no. uh, 3D printer. Yeah, 3D printed wasn't. plastic one. So I think that it's, it's uh, we're, we're living in a very difficult and chaotic uh, I think time. I think any, anybody who were to, want to break into any building, whether it's governmental, school, church, doesn't matter what it is, and they knew that there was an individual at that front door or exit or wherever they wanted to enter is carrying a firearm, they would second guess going in. 100%. That's a, the biggest deterrent. I hope so. If, now, what I do you mean? Now, if you knew that some, if you're walking into a building and the person that's at that front door mm-hmm has a firearm on them. Would but you- sometimes that doesn't stop people, right? I mean, maybe it's... Oh, more likely. To, Artie, it, what do you... It may, okay. Look, I, I, I was in Washington, <laughs> D.C., and there was a shooting at the Capitol back in, I want to say, 1997 or maybe 1998, and it happened that a, a person charged the Capitol and tried to make their way into, I think at that time, the majority leader's office or the majority whip's office. I think it was Tom DeLay's office. Uh, an hour or two before that incident happened, I walked through the exit where that person tried to enter. Um, and it's and the Capitol is a very secure, well-guarded place. And yet someone still tried and shot people and hurt individuals and killed uh, at least one of the security police officers, the Capitol Police. Um, ultimately, I think what we need to do is have a conversation about mental health, about, you know, universal background checks, sharing the information, making sure that people that shouldn't have access to guns don't have access to guns. And I think like anything that you do, whether it's like driving a car or whatever else, you need to prove responsibility to be able to own it. And it's not just a right that anyone should be able to have without demonstrating the ability to use it responsibly and safely. Is that something you guys think is fair? Fair, but then you touch on the visit the Second Amendment. Okay, it's you. It doesn't tell you anything about specific types of guns, right? It has nothing to do with hunting. The Second Amendment's main role is to protect you from enemies, foreign, more importantly. But it also includes militias. But it also includes the mention of militias. But it also says. A well-armed militia. Domestic. Domestic is the number one thing. Now, the citizens today, like me, Mm -hmm. have less to worry about foreign danger than we do about domestic. I mean, there is domestic uh, dangers in terms of individuals who want to... Government. Do you think if the... How would you be able to resist the government? Would use a lot more sophisticated weapons I'm than not anything military, that you could conventionally. The military and the government's two different things. Are yeah, right. but, but that, listen, guys, you can you can take your car, even the small car you drive. Yeah, you can say dri- a Prius definitely. Drive it through a f- farmer's market, you'll kill more people than. Okay, let's not so, say okay. it, but so guns not the gun. guns are not the issue. The issue are we've lost morals and values in this country. Nobody respects, cares about anything anymore. That's 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 the. You really feel line. that way though. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You're talking about 
So is that, does that up, mean like the best days of America are behind us? Like what's? Yes, we're definitely on a steep a, a simple, incline, bro. Let me ask you. Decline. Let, let me ask you this question: decline. Law enforcement. Law enforcement is the purpose is to protect, right? How has the media and the government portrayed law enforcement over the last decade or so, especially after George Floyd? Especially even after four during, years, during Obama. Four years. How has the, how has law enforcement been portrayed? Because my concern, you talk about, you know, let's talk about how are we going to raise good Armenian kids. My concern is about the morals and values that we've lost in this country. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist anymore. Before, when you used to watch commercials, it was they would show, you know, cop is kneeling down, helping a little kid put on the bicycle chain because it slipped off or the tire was blown off. He's helping, you know. Now all you see is white police officer shoots a... Bl- like, come on, man. It's, it's all It's BS. on purpose. It's all the media BS. is being used to create these issues. That's why there's so much hatred towards law enforcement. I'm, maybe you know, not specifically well, law, in Glendale it's, it's as become, much. It's become very challenging to be in law enforcement. We're struggling with recruitment. One of the topics way before we went on a tangent about all the other stuff that came up, which I'm sure I'm going to hear about because I'm hearing my phone vibrate and like every five seconds. Let but, me check. Um, you know what? I actually want to see how many missed messages I have. I don't know. This we would love to know who's so concerned okay, about what we're telling you. Where's your text messages? Maybe so. One of the Dan Brotman, one of them, tell him to come join us. Oh man, you guys gotta let it go, man. Why are you guys we so want him here, bro? The, we want him. Folks. We want to talk to the guy. You can come and talk with to respect. any council member right. every Tuesday. You, you mentioned you mentioned police, right? But I, it's not only policemen. But it's, a, it's, a, say, it's a it's a division of the entire country itself. Whether you're black, white, man, female, doesn't matter. It's a there's a big division going on. There was an incident that took place about two weeks ago, where 15 black kids beat up and killed this white student. I don't know if you saw that. They jumped him no, and, and he died. You didn't hear about it because if it was... The media showed it three times. If it, was, it. if it was the opposite, if it was 15 white kids who jumped and killed a black kid... I don't... So what, what was the... Send me the article. I can tell you that if we were to take these anecdotal one-offs and say, okay, this happened, that happened... I can assure you that there's also instances on the other side that are legitimate that if we were to take it and use it to judge everyone in a specific profession by that, it's just as wrong. I, I mean, look at it as it doesn't matter whether you were white, all, think, whether think, you were black. I think like the media no child, is, No child, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, boy, girl, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. No child should be tortured, beaten. And Absolutely, 100%, and killed, hundred percent, and those and those school and those and those is at a school, and regardless and regardless of their race or skin color, the perpetrators of that heinous crime should be held accountable. And I and the media is not talking about it, Artie. See, like my my daughter's six years old, but and listen, I won't even talk me, about my daughter. My, my about, son, who's two years old. Okay, if Ar- my my son doesn't know the Armand difference. is looking up an article before he looks that up. I also want you to look up. Um, there was an incident of police officers, I want to say in the state of Mississippi, who were, I believe they were all white officers who went and um, went into the home of an African-American individual, two black people, and they tortured them relentlessly, I think for hours. 
um, for no they other reason. They randomly just picked the house, went in there. Well, just, it was one of their buddies said, we're going to go and we're going to uh, roll on these guys because they personal. had some personal issue. Okay. So those and people so should, be punished. They should yeah, be punished. Absolutely. So, I mean, those are the things that we need to talk about and say, look, there's right is right. Wrong is wrong. It's not a Democrat and Republican issue. It's not a white or black issue. It's not a this or that issue. Immigrant, non-immigrant, you know, um, it is a matter of what's right and what's wrong. And I will always say that if a Democrat does something that's wrong, they should be held to account. If a Republican does something wrong, they should be held to account. Why we are we need to get to a point. That? Say any American. Because I think, I think because any what, American. No, because I think what happens, about, what happens in this that's country is that, I'm talking about. you know, like, look, you just divided political parties as well. Because here's what happens. I think that to, everyone in their political party is quick to defend the members of their party instead of saying, you know what? That it's person, all about, what they this did is, goes is back wrong. to what I said about having certain you as morals. A Ed, Ed, but let me say it. it. This goes back to what I was saying about people having certain morals, certain values, certain beliefs. You have your morals, you have your beliefs, you have your values. You keep it to yourself. You raise your family that way. You don't need to push it on anybody else. Just like everybody else outside. Every single person. But there are is certain different. values that should be universal, which is respecting and um, being respectful. Respect is thrown out the door at this point. I mean, so let's regain it. You, you, and it you, starts with you, each of us. You regain it by respecting other people's morals and values and beliefs and not pushing certain agendas down their throat. Yeah, that's the one, that's one, how you one way. It. One way to do it. But another thing yes is no. we should stop <sighs> making those divides already. When you use. Democrat, Republican on everything, it creates a divide that doesn't need to be there. For me, any American doesn't matter. But the, you may not they, be using it. But I don't. A lot I of really other, don't. But a lot of other people do. If they find out that you are of a particular, and this happens on both sides. If you're a registered Republican, then you're a bad person. If you're a registered Democrat, then you're an evil person. Why? Um, I don't know why people do that. I don't know. Who's I mean, go people? on, go on some of the comment boards. I'm, I'm going to look forward to reading some of the comments, I'm sure, during this uh, podcast. You'll I'm sure people it. are going to say, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. But I mean, here's the thing I would say, like what example are we setting for future generations of Americans? If we are not willing to have conversations with people that we may not always agree on with, you know, I mean, we, I, I, like I said at the outset, we need to agree that we won't always agree on everything, but even if we disagree, we you're doing it in an agreeable way. And progress isn't done with just one conversation. It happens with many conversations. I know that personally, that's how I've evolved my views. You know, I, I've um, come to understand people's perspectives better by being allowed the space to ask them questions that I may not have otherwise been allowed to ask. Look, when I was very young, I was ignorant about, I, I worked with someone who was um, gay and I asked him once, like, have you ever tried not being gay? Not knowing like what that, I was 17. Why I didn't know better. And, and listen, <laughs> I, I, wor I, I worked in retail. I was in the Galleria and, you know, his answer was very enlightening to me. And he said, look, you know, I um, love my father. He's one of the most important people in my life, but we haven't had much of a relationship since he found out I'm gay. He doesn't talk to me. And if there was something I could do to have that relationship with him be better, do you think I would not have tried that before? And that was like one of those moments where I was like, okay, this is more than just like a choice, right? Because they used to call that like a lifestyle choice. And we've understood now that, you know, for a lot of people, it's who they are, it's what they are. And it, they are deserving of the same respect and the dignity that all of us have 
and there's no differentiation between it, right? And we the, the agree with you. Yeah, but there was a time when people didn't agree with See, it, right? Today. And, and there was also a time in this country where, like, for instance, you talk about relationships. There was a time where a lot of states made it illegal for people of different races to be married or to be in relationships. Back then? Yeah. Back like, th By the way, when we say back then, we're talking about all the way up until the 1970s. Late 20 60s, years 70s. Ago. You know, Loving versus Virginia is a U.S. Supreme Court case that... Uh, change that so i mean we say that even 20 years ago in our community it was frowned upon today we're telling i think today you'll still find people that frown upon it and i the, think that's what we have to like here's figure my out thing how to evolve frowned and, upon yeah. in what way already keep it to yourself keep it to your bedroom you as a straight man what you do in your bedroom shouldn't be my business same thing if you were gay same. Uh, well, keep you it in your bedroom. Twenty years ago, yeah. how do you think this conversation is gonna? It's a how is it gonna be twenty years, 20 from, years from, from now? Like I your, think your, it's, your I th son I is ask, gonna be twenty nine. I ask myself right? that question a lot, and I'll give you an example of why. Like I remember when I was a kid, that what was considered controversial, and yes. in terms of just music, I'm sure you guys remember Two Live Crew. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember Two Live? Crew? No, I don't. No, you don't I, remember Two Live Crew? Do you I remember? Do, two? Yeah. What is that? Wow, oh, man, I just feel incredibly it's old. It's an right automobile now. model. No, I'm serious. What is like a Does it have the automatic? Belt? It was they <laughs> were they were a, they were cutting edge like hip hop or NWA, you know, take one of those groups, right? Okay, I know Which we NWA considered is. I think Ice T or one of those guys was from Two Life. No, no, no. Which one was it then? Um Ice, Ice T was part of uh NWA. NWA, okay. Yeah. But um, you know, those were considered extreme and were the target of so much criticism you listen to that music now and it's very tame like compared, compared to, what to what we have, we have. so your question as to how this conversation will play out 20 years not from even now? 20 forget it because 20 years from now they're gonna have a new new trend, uh, trend. this fat is gonna go away 10 years from now your son will be 19 years old and hopefully our videos will still be up if they don't ban us. And if you show them. If this, anyone's even still using YouTube, because, well, you know, they may have something else. We'll make sure we upload it somewhere else. Yeah. We'll even if he'll make sure it's. When was the last time you listened to an audio cassette? We're going to be okay. on Rumble soon. That's besides the point. Do you think at 19 years old, if your son watches this and he says, Dad, what, what did you mean when you said, uh, well, you couldn't answer a simple biological question? How do you think that's going to play? I don't out think 10 years I, from now? I didn't answer it. I think I was very clear on that. People still want us I to think push that, you look, on it. We're I just mean, not pushing you, know, you on because it. I, because <laughs> I think becoming a because I think, jerk. Because I think people want to satisfy their own, you know, whatever it is, thrills and 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 want to. I mean, it is it is for them to figure out what makes them uh happy. Uh for me, I believe I answered the question pretty clearly and scientifically. I've taken biology biology uh, yeah, I've taken biology classes. I mean, listen, you look in nature and you know, there is the, the, the overwhelming way to procreate and to create life is through male and female. That's it. Um, yeah. So what is a woman? But, but, there are, but there are species, right, that like can self-create, uh, which is bizarre to me. Mm -hmm. Praying so, mantis okay. or something. Can I ask is you, that, I don't know. So the, what is a woman? What do you mean what is a woman? It's a what female is, human being? Adult human female maybe? Sure. Yeah. There's people that can't answer that. They refuse to answer. That's because I think, problem, bro. Look, <laughs> I'm happy you, you, you're you able to actually ad admit that it's an adult human female. Okay. But mm -hmm. there's people that can't. They can't, say, they can't say an adult human female. 
because I think that there are individuals who want to express themselves differently. And I think that they are looking for ways to earn the respect of their fellow human beings in that regard. So that's the, the reason I said 10 years from now. Do you think 10 years ago, if you were on this podcast, assuming we had the conversation? I probably would have been, I was a very different person 15, at, 20 years ago than 10 I years now. ago. If, if I asked you, do you think men can get pregnant? You would give me one word answer. No. No. But yet you gave me a four minute answer by, well, you know, what are you trying to get to with that? It's a, it's a one word answer. Yes or no. And that's what I mean. 10 years from now, you're going to look back at this just like you're looking back at a lot of the things which some you, you, you're you not willing to admit, which is okay, that everything the city of Glendale and every other city pretty much did with COVID was absolutely wrong and it's been proven. And the same thing is going to happen with this. Okay. 10, 20 years from now, when you look back at the statistics and you see how many transgenders have committed suicide how many have tried to retransition back to detransition detransition you look at the statistics and then this interview is going to sound pretty foolish uh, no that, i don't age well i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i i don't believe so because i'm going to text you i'm sure. going to text you a lot of stats about the transitioners and how many thousands of these kids are already detransitioning and this is just the beginning. That, which is why I believe that, here's, let me, let me, again, be very clear that as a parent, as someone who is raising a child in terms of the, the issue of how a child thinks of themselves or feels or is, and they want to be, it is something that I believe should be addressed primarily initially by a psychologist or a psychiatrist or by a medical professional. And I think that decisions that are difficult or impossible to alter should be reserved for when a child is an adult. There what, is, no what is wrong with there, what I just said? Because there are no medical there, professionals. Yeah, there are no medical professionals. A psychiatrist here, is not a no, medical he, professional. No, here's what they do. But I think you he, have he, to go to medical it, school it doesn't to be matter. a psychiatrist. Here's what they No, a psychiatrist, though, is a medical professional. Are I they know not? they have an MD, yes. Okay. That doesn't mean anything. Here's what they've succumbed to. No, no, <laughs> here's what they've really succumbed doesn't. to. Listen, I mean, okay. it really doesn't. I mean, I suppose. I can. It's a, that's your opinion. But let's. I'll set up an appointment with the psychiatrist. We'll go together as, as a gay mm -hmm. couple. We'll take one of our kids. No, I'm not kidding. And see within how many minutes the psychiatrist is willing to prescribe puberty blockers. I don't know that. I don't know. Do what you, do you know mean? that? Of course I do. I... Of course I know that. Let's do, I, let's do that. And why, why is that? Why? Have you asked like why that is? Something, something green. <laughs> uh, you could buy shit with it. Okay. You, you want me to read the t statistics the of money. all the uh, uh, sex? I think that. I think that. If so, have you heard have you heard of the term uh, transabled? No, I haven't. Okay, transabled basically. There's obviously people that have committed these heinous uh, acts upon themselves. Transabled is basically somebody who believes they're disabled. For example, there's an individual who poured bleach into her eyes because she assumed she was or she identified as blind. There was an individual who believed that they were an amputee, and they went to a doctor and said, "I need you to amputate my arm because Look, I'm so." If this, what do you that, suggest? That person needs help. That, that person, person needs, needs help, help, right? Why? That's what they identify as. Well, I mean, listen, obviously pouring bleach into your eyes is like something that causes harm. 
And physical and, harm. And cutting off your genitals doesn't. Look, the U.S. sex reassignment surgery market size was estimated at 2.1 billion in 2022, and is anticipated why, why to is grow this topic at a so compound to people, annual Given all the growth. other stuff that's happening, I mean, what did you say? What percentage of society is impacted by this? As far as transabled? No. Uh, according whatever, to the, like, according to the stats, one out of four kids. I don't know about that. I don't know what stats those are. Artie, you got to read a little more. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I read different things. I guess I read different things than you guys do. Well, can, I, can we ask you a yeah, question? This is concerning to us. I mean, can have you, we can not you, been can asking you, questions? Can you, can you help us get an individual who's part of this? Uh, I, I guess maybe Glendale out onto the program. Can I? Can I ask you a question as sure. well? Yeah, we're always. Are you guys to willing to sit down with people and have conversations with them without the without the prospect? of them ever coming on a podcast to understand just their perspective. Was it, I mean, do, did you, and by feel, the way, did you I feel any, did you feel like harassed by us in any way? Um, no, listen, it's not about me. I'm just saying like, you want to bring, you're asking me to bring someone on your question. show as though, as, I think, as though I yeah. have like, you know, I have a Rolodex It'll of be people a I call on. No, no, no. What he's saying, what he's is, saying is for be, us to without sit the down camera with them, on. Just have a conversation. But who, who shies away Off from camera? the camera? Look, camera. I, I, will, yeah. I will tell you this. Like when I, when I, after 2016, when Trump won the election, I went out of my way to try and find people I knew and friends and others who voted differently than I did and trying to understand, like, what was it about them? What, what did they believe or think that made them vote for the person I did not? You were about to say what was wrong with them, but you changed No, mind. no, not at all. <laughs> I saw it in no, your no. eyes. I saw that. No, not at all. Not at all. all right, not at all. I am not that them? person. I am not that person. Sorry, but I will say... Sorry, we're pulling your leg. I, well, I, I, what I want to you're say is like, chain, I'm willing to sit down with people and understand their perspectives. And I think that if you're willing to as well, and I think you are, then find someone that you could say, listen, this isn't recorded. This is, I've, I've had many conversations. Can where you I, set something up like that for us? Go over some coffee. Coffee's if, on if us. If I can, we'll, we'll pay for the if coffee. If I can, I will. I promise but I you also they want to ask and challenge they you guys won't. to reach. No, why not? Just say, hey, listen, this has nothing to do. Just reach out on your own and say, I mean, you guys have vast networks, probably vaster. We than do. Yes, you're right. We do have the networks, and, and just, but it is a problem. Okay, they tell you what. Jump. If you try and you're unsuccessful, I will do my best to try and facilitate that show conversation. Show them all well. the messages. I'll show you all the messages. That's fine. Okay, then let's no, do it. Don't off, invite them off, on the show. Offline, no. let's figure it out. Let's go have coffee with these people. Let's figure it out and fine. talk to people. We can these even do people, it in a public what you place. Like, these people. We'll warm them up into being a Listen, I'm okay with meeting at a public place like the Glendale Public Library and have a conversation. No cameras, nothing. Let's have a conversation. We're at a coffee shop. By the way, we, I think we heard Sean's feeling. Sean Hodge says, but when you drill and disrespect and harass people like this, that is why others reject your invite. Or, or did we disrespect I, you? No, no, listen. Sean, I don't, cry I don't me feel, river, I don't feel, look, I mean, um, I think that you guys come from very hardened places of opinions and that's fine. You have that right to have those opinions. True. But I think that first amendment, baby, I think, no, absolutely. And I think though, um, I, I hope, and I believe that some of you have also allowed yourself to be open about enough to, to question or ask, say, Hey, am I always right on something? Because that's the hardest thing in life to do is to just question our own beliefs. And you our, can ask that yeah. same question to the opposing side. Absolutely. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. No, sure. Because that's that's what it comes Listen, down when, to. Listen, when, when, the fact when that you're, the there, fact that there you're are asking people, there us are, that saying that, you know what, 
you the, know, you can you can say what you look, want the, because the, it's a free there are country, people on the you other side. Ask yourself, you know, is everything I'm saying right? If you ask for my morals, beliefs, and values, yes, it is right to me. Well, there are people on the other side who I think will condemn all people of my ethnic background and claim that we are not open-minded or we're not progressive or which we're not accepting, back to what which I, I think is a, a disservice and insulting to the Armenian American community and how diverse our community is. There's people of all shapes, sizes, and styles that come with an IAN or a YAN at the end of their name. And, you know, I've heard some pretty hurtful things said about that, which I, I don't agree with. So at already, the same time, I you know, there's, there's the same on the other side who wants to say just because you're not the type of Armenian I am than I or American that I am, that somehow you are less deserving of the rights that all Americans should have um, under the letter of the law. Which goes so back to which no, goes, I, I agree which, that look, again, ways. you're absolutely right. But and I'm see, not trying to cut it both ways. No, it's no, just no, I've seen not. it with my own. But eyes. this goes back to what I said initially as far as I can have my own beliefs and morals and values. You can have your own and we need to stop with this other side, other side, other side. We mentioned that as well, other side. You mentioned it just now as well, the other side. Why can't we just say, this is who we are. This is what we believe in. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. Why can't we all just be Americans at the end of the day? And I, you I, keep I, your I, private life private. I'll keep my well, private life private as, because I don't go around saying, hey, listen, you got to be straight. As long as can we agree that no one should be threatening anyone with physical harm? We have never done who that. Is, who has threatened anybody with physical harm? Us? I mean, no. Not have you, you seen not, anybody, but, but anybody we, who threatens agree? anybody with where, physical, where harm physical harm should be punished. Well, where did okay. that come from? Well, I mean, oh, I, so the fact all, that you're asking that, well, should have seen well, because, it somewhere. So, already, no, right? I'll give you an example. No, I'll tell course. you. Absolutely. So, so there was an Armenian uh, cultural event organized by um, like members of the gay and lesbian community. It was called Queer Nassage, and it was held in like Toluca Lake. I was mayor at the time. Okay. And I was contacted by uh, organizers that said, you know, we've received... Um, threats. We've received uh, threats of violence against um, us and this event. And we would like to have some extra security at the event. And we've been trying to reach um, law enforcement for this event and we haven't been successful. Can you help us with that? So I did put them in touch with law enforcement. They did um, talk to them and provide them with the help that they needed. But something like that really concerns me because, you know, again, there are people that will do unthinkable things. And that's not something that is, um, I don't think that's something that's made up. And I think that that is something that should be condemned because again, threatening anyone with physical harm because of what they think or express is not right. Again, regardless of what side of the political you're aisle on. Um, you look at what's happening right now with the protests about Palestine and Gaza. I think every American has a right to express their opinions on that issue, regardless of what your specific opinions are. I think once you cross the line and physically harm someone or hurt someone, that is where your right to your opinions and expressions is done. Is done. Yeah. Um, and similarly, I mean, if we can agree that that is fundamental to our way of uh, exercising our democratic rights, then I'm all for that, period. Uh, you guys are nodding, but it got awfully quiet. I hope well, that you guys are... In agreement with that. No, because we, are, we clearly said because that. Because when you say we don't, we don't, we, we don't advocate for physical harm to anybody. Anybody. Except, okay. except I don't have a daughter. But if mm -hmm. I had a daughter, 
and a man who identified as a woman entered the restroom. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail tomorrow morning. What do you think, Gordy? I'd be in jail. If you had a daughter. I have a daughter. And let's say Ed. I have two daughters. Identified as a woman. Daughter? What the hell? Why? Imagine, imagine, imagine. You have uh, the biggest Again, I would, I would, I would not. Guys' legs. I do not advocate physical harm against any person. If a man um, walked into the restroom we have, and your wife we have, was we inside, have, we have and legal, we have legal channels and and law enforcement professionals who are equipped with handling situations. Oh, yeah. No, so I'd be in jail. Gonna, All right, then. That's, who are you going to call at that moment? Are you kidding? If somebody were to put a hand on my daughter, I mean, that was not the question. That was no, not, no, no. Anyway, it doesn't into matter. A restroom. If a man uh, entered into a woman's restroom dressed as a man, identifying as a woman. No, there's that's not happening. Bro. It's not happening. It's not Sorry. Happening. Is it happening? Or, see, they're saying no. I, I will say no. With my daughter. I have two daughters. I don't, don't want no. to dignify that hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sorry, man. I will fall. Again, that's the issue voters have. I will have die to, on that just, hill for my kids, bro. Okay. You, 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 you know that you can't play that slippery slope. Well, no, you know, no, my kids, bro. When it if someone if someone is intent on harming a child, absolutely. But your question is about. Use of a restroom and then assaulting someone because they went into a restroom? Like, I mean, there's all. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you didn't get his question. A women's restroom. My daughter, 12 years old, walks into the woman's restroom, right? A, a trans person dressed as a woman walks into that I restroom. Again, I will not let that happen in front of me. It's just not that person. He's, so they're weird. not going into the restroom. That restroom is not going to be. I think. I think therein lies some of the difficulties of these conversations. I yeah. mean, if, disagreements if that, are okay. Well, already. I mean, look, if if they are, they are, and if that's like your view, that's your view. That's not my view. I I think that's that fine. I think we can have conversations to allow ways for people to to urinate and defecate in peace without threat of physical <laughs> violence. I think as a, sure. in the 21st century in the United States of America, I think we've come that far. Definitely. I yeah. had to say, you know, my, the, the, gen, the restroom in my household is an all genders restroom. Definitely. My wife That's and my, 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 I, myself and my child, we all use it. No, so we have men's and Not at the at same time, but, you know. <laughs> I, I hope I, not I'm at I'm the sorry, same I'm time. I'm sorry, but I don't, know, I don't know who that individual is that's Hardy. walking I into that restroom. With, uh, Let's, uh, anything else? Last uh, parting shots or whatever before. Shots? Artie, what shots are you talking about? We've been Parting. nothing but nice. No, you, I'm not talking from you. I'm talking oh. about from whatever, whoever. Are you going to uh, endorse John, Jordan Henry and Anita Karapetian for school board? I have not been asked and nor have they reached out to me. What if we were to get you in touch with Anita Karapetian and Jordan I'm, Henry? I'm happy to talk to anyone, but um, they have not. And I would tell you that they're, um, I cannot speak for all of them, but uh I have yet to be impressed with their respect for democratic norms. Um, not with Anita. I don't know her well, but um, certainly with Mr. Henry and some of the things that he's done in council chambers. Um, question, what if raise the question of um, his ability to respect uh, the institutions on which well, he wants to serve? Well, what if you were to sit down and have a conversation with him? And I'm, happy to, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone. We should start doing town halls. We should. Yeah, it'll work out, man. I think would you can, would you do a town hall debate with somebody in the next camp for the next upcoming election? Yeah, we do town halls and debates all the time. Sick. In private? No. I mean, I'm happy to talk to people in private. Obviously, we're here having this conversation publicly. Um, and people are watching it, and I'm sure we'll replay it. 
but I have nothing to hide. Everything I've answered and everything I've said is not me trying to um, be something other than I am. I try to be a good human being that does the right things for the right reasons, the right way. It's what I try to do and what I try to emulate. And I want, you know, the next generation of uh, people in Glendale and Americans to be able to look to me and say, you know, um, he was a person uh, who served honorably, who um, treated people with respect. And um, I'd like to uh, continue that legacy. We can end with that. We can end it with that. We can end with that. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. Do you no, concur? no, listen. So can no, man get pregnant? <laughs> you know you could still hear us. It's just uh guys. Uh I like your guys. Can I just say idea, look uh look uh it's Monday, right? Is it still Monday? I don't it's even know what Monday. time it's still it's another, another look, hour. I wanna I wanna just say the following minutes. that. Um, you know, one of my favorite holidays is coming up this Thursday. And I think it's a holiday that oftentimes gets, uh, it's probably the least commercialized of all the holidays, except it's followed by Black Friday. It's racist. <laughs> Let's honor the spirit of what Thanksgiving is, is meant to be. Racist. Give thanks for the blessings in our lives, our families, our loved ones, our, our city. Um, Pray for our country, pray for healing, um, and that, you know, we realize, as I think uh, there's someone else mentioned, that there's more that unites us and divides us and Definitely. that binds us. Um, at the end of the day, I think that we all want the best for our community and our neighborhoods and our children. Um, so, you know, we may have areas where we disagree, but let's give thanks that we live in a country that affords us this opportunity to have this debate, to have these conversations, and that you know, none of us are going to end up in some sort of uh, reprogramming camp or, uh, you know, um, in some jail because of what we uh, have have said here. This so, is one of our so happy episodes. So happy Thanksgiving, folks. Seriously, happy um, Thanksgiving. I, happy Thanksgiving I, 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 I respect definitely. you all as, as friends and neighbors and people, even if we don't agree here in the comments. Feel free to lash out at me as some have <laughs> in their social media accounts. Uh, even even my detractors, I respect. I, I told someone who asked me, am I really going on this show? I said, look, I was elected to represent all of Glendale, both those people who voted for me and supported me and those who didn't vote for me and didn't support me. Can I ask me. you one question that I haven't so far? What? Who was that person? The person who said that? Who said that? Why are you going over there? I don't want to give their name, but I can show you afterwards if you okay. want. I don't actually. I don't want to show them. I'll, I'll show you the comment without showing the person. That's fine because that's I want fine. to respect the person's that's privacy. Have you, have They're you, not part of Antifa, right? Have you discouraged no. anyone from coming on the show? No, no, I never would. Really, I never would. We respect you for that already. I never would, and I think that you guys know that. And I think that sometimes I'm criticized for that, but I, I look at you've never told anybody not to waste their time with us. I don't know. Have I? Do you know? Someone? I don't know. You're the one. That we're asking you. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. I don't know. Have I? I if he said that to any anybody watching, yeah, come out, come image, forward, and say, Artie, an yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're curious if he is or not. <laughs> By the way, guys, guys, right there, subscribe. Either you want to put your finger there? Yeah, subscribe, like, share. Uh, don't be shy. There's a ton of you that follow us, but for some reason you're afraid to how hit much, the subscribe how much, button. How much does the show go? Like I said, a long time. Was oh, it all right? Good. Almost three hours. No, that's not. Bad. Actually, no. I'm three sorry. Past three hours. Minutes, three hours yeah. and twenty minutes. Is that satisfactory? Yeah. 
It's more than satisfactory. It's more than satisfactory. There's still one question. We have if Jesse Waters hits us up. Are you, what was it? The line from Gladiator. Are you entertained? Yeah, if oh, Jesse yeah. Waters hits us up tomorrow, we did our job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that uh, means, right? You're going to be on Fox tomorrow, man. You know, have you ever been on Fox? Um, you about to I be? Have, <laughs> I have, I have been on local Fox News. I have. You see this man right here? You asked, you asked, and I answered. Um, I would, I wouldn't have a problem with going on Fox National. See this news. guy? You see this guy? Every opportunity to national. Right, there national. we have it, guys. Today's podcast will be up and running on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all major platforms. Manana, uh, as already said as well, uh, have an amazing Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. Uh, stuff your faces with as much food as you want. Screw the diet. Uh, be thankful for what you have, whether it's family, health, happiness, prosperity. Doesn't matter. Be for just the, thankful be, for the wise notes. Yes, Steve. Be thankful for the wise <laughs> notes as well. Um, my, my suggestion would be share as much as you can on this holiday season, please. Yes. Be again. Be thankful. thankful and share what yeah, you got. And share and just be loving. And uh, Ed always says this as well. You wake up in the morning, your feet hit the ground. Be thankful for that. That's the most important. Wish thing. yourself a happy birthday. Everybody. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Pat yourself day. on the back. Uh, but other than that, again, today's podcast will be up and running on all major platforms. Have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. Enjoy. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Peace. Thank you, Artie.